You played long enough. <laughs> your son's the your son's the drummer now. Turning over the reins. Not yet. Indeed. Yeah, you're still I, crushing it. I didn't uh, teach him everything. <laughs> I taught him everything he knows. I, that's everything exactly I know. that's what I told you. <laughs> I still I got some tricks. I still got some tricks up my old sleeve. I bet, I bet. All right, motherfuckers. So if you haven't put it together yet, we got in the studio with us one of the best drummers in fucking, I don't know, in Michigan, in the fucking region for sure. Um, absolute powerhouse behind the kit. I'm a huge fan of your playing, dude. Out like without hyperbole, this guy is a world class fucking drummer. I really appreciate your playing. I've seen you play three times now, uh, and I really want to talk about the second time, which was Tony Piccoli's 40th birthday, oh, because yeah. a lot of eventful things <laughs> happened that night. It was a blast of a night. But so, welcome to the podcast, Pat. Thank Pat you. DeLeon. It is DeLeon, right? You said, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I thought wow. so. Yeah, you're a. You've done some homework. Well, not really. I just I think it's way cooler to say it that way. Well, that, and that's what I always Leon. thought. But oh my god, it's uh, it's been butchered. Plus, for... you could say, you could sign it P. De Leon. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, come on, absolutely. Capitalize on that Ponce uh, fame no. for sure. Why would yeah. you not be leaning oh, into that? I did, I did. Uh, but my, that was my dad's nickname before it was mine. And then when I was start when I was first starting out playing, and they started calling me that, and I was just like, Dad, you know, he's like, Well, that's all right. They they just call me Sonny, so. I said, well, then I'm going to take your nickname for a while, you know, and he was like, oh, well, that's cool. And I, after a while, I started thinking it was kind of corny. You know, I was like, oh, ah, you got to do it. Man. Passed down from generation uh, yeah, to yeah, generation. I'm, like, yeah, I'm good. I think I'm good. I'll just go by Pat now, you know. Seeking the fountain of youth, right? Too. Oh, sure. Isn't that what that's he was what doing? That's what I'm going to call uh, my studio. That's oh, that's funny actually. Oh, yeah. That's really yeah. funny. I'll, yeah. I'll do that. I'll be I'm okay <laughs> nice. doing that. Nice, nice, nice. Are you building a studio or something, or just um your... something similar to yours? Yeah, you know, hopefully, yeah, I yeah. guess at some point we we rehearse there in my okay. basement. Sure, my yeah. son's band rehearses literally right next to where we do. And right, we thought, let's just put it all together and yeah, we'll throw some mics around and and yeah, uh, yeah. at the very least we'll have demo quality stuff exactly. that we can get yeah. and. It, if we need to go somewhere nicer, do something bigger, we'll just go there, you know? The quality of shit you can do at home exactly. now, too, is just, just crazy, man. Find a good yeah. drum room. As a drummer, you yeah. know. Find yeah. a good drum room, yeah. record your tracks, That's fucking. and then you can go anywhere. And you can even do, like, so many guys now will do, like, they'll, like, work in a, a space like this, or what you're talking about, and, like, mm -hmm. record everything, and then basically go back into just record the drums right. in, a, in a big studio yeah. or something you know there's so many ways to approach it you know but i mean the kind of quality of sound that i'm getting out of my dad's basement and what i'm gonna get here and yep. like, like me and nick have pulled out of his yep. where you guys recorded yep. in his fucking living room yeah so much of it is fucking <laughs> yeah. a lot of it's just fucking like yeah. the mics and uh sure and it just all that stuff too so i mean you can just do so much now that it's like there's so much outboard gear yeah more now than ever mm -hmm. and so as long as the drums are tuned yeah yeah and they sound good yeah. and you get a good you know you, you get a good raw track you're you're fine yeah the only thing is and as a drummer you know once you tear them down though you, that's it you know yeah, you I mean? gotta make sure you're you, you gotta, gotta get in the can <laughs> get everything and and the guys oh the tr oh we're gonna record the you know the guitar tracks weren't that good we're gonna record them again and you're like 
You know what I mean? Yeah. You just roll your eyes like, yeah, that would have been super like, cool. I, if I could just go downstairs. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that one take I had yeah. was really cool. What's it's going to have uh, to stand the test of time, you know? What's the neighbor situation there? Are you like the most hated guy on the block? You, you know got what? that bad boy Here's, pretty well uh, I, That's a funny proof. thing you should ask because we, we haven't really tried that yet. And I think we're going to have to because I have elderly. I had an elderly couple that lived on one side of my house and the back is a is like woods so i don't have to worry about that on the other side i had this we call her crazy lady but she's she's actually just she's a sweet old lady but she's you know she's one of those neighbors that you're like you're kind of like i'm just gonna go the other way here you know (laughs) but we do stuff for her all the time i I fix a whole bunch of stuff in her house anyway none of the elderly people ever complained about the noise and all the band practices that we've had so this one Late, uh, her husband had passed away, and then sometime later, she decided that she's going to move to something smaller, you know, that she could manage. So a young couple moves in, and I'm like, "Sweet, young people, you yeah, know, party! They got three kids, <laughs> but the kids are that's young. probably what it is. Oh, is yeah. the that's going to what the problem was. Now, yeah, now yeah, I'm yeah. getting texts from the dude, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, the bass is kind of loud," and I'm like, "It's like, thank you." Yeah, now we, <laughs> but see, here's the thing, though. With us, and I don't know if you know how our live setup is, is we, we run Mostly everything. Yeah, we yeah. run everything in ears. So if you come by our house while my band's practicing, it just sounds like just drum drums. Practice, yeah. Which yeah. is great. So he doesn't really have a problem with that. Yeah. My son's band, on the other hand. They got the cabs. That's, and everything. that's where the bass <laughs> yeah, yeah. comes in because they're heavy like we are. Yeah. And they, uh, they're young, that new metal, not really new metal, actually. I give them more credit than that. Um, but they're good. And, and I hate to crush that, but I got to. I got a text, dude. I got a, you know, they're my new neighbors. I, I want to be cool to them. They're oh, good yeah. people. Get off on the right. You want to be cool, but also you got to rock and roll, oh, baby. Dude. <laughs> I'm like, if I, any other person, like mm. I was really hoping he'd be like a jerk and I could just tell him, well, there's always the cops. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you, know I mean? you, you can have them deal with it. But the cops are huge ISD they're fans super, anyway. So. <laughs> they're like super good people. So I'm like, yeah, all right, yeah. fine. I'll go, I'll go crush my child's dreams so your kid can wake up for school tomorrow. Yeah. It's acoustics from here yeah. on out, Junior. Spring but the- see, like you said, uh, we haven't even tried to like soundproof anything. We right, haven't even right, right. done that. It's a skit. Yeah. Typical yeah. basement, concrete walls. Yep. So I think with very little effort, we could probably yeah. make it doable yeah. for that. And and we're gonna. We've literally just got everything kind of set up. Uh, we're just. We had an idea for a, an ISD concept album, and because it's not, it's not gonna be like like original stuff. Tell me, all covers just for fun. And we thought, well, let's record that down here. Yeah. And then that way we'll see what we can do. It gives you a reason. For sure. You know? Oh yeah. We need that. Uh We need that. Yeah, for sure. Now, now you're working toward a goal instead of just like, yeah, I'm just fucking down here putting in insulation. Yeah. 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 Please uh, give me a reason. Give me a reason. Roll after roll of pink Panther. I used to swim in that stuff back in the day. That's what I'm going to be doing down here, man. It's it's coming. It's being delivered. I'm just going to be fucking putting it in the ceiling. Those walls, like I was saying, they're just bare studs behind there. I'm just going to be fucking, I'm going to town, dude. I'm putting it in because I don't want that fucking furnace. Like I was showing you. That's going to be rough, dude. Because that's, it's that right on the other side. Right on the other side. I know. So it'll be what it'll be. Just you know, be, but, you know, get out some space here. I was going to say, turn yeah. the damn thing man off. Up, dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a man Plug up. in the electric. It might, it might go that way during the Recording winter. season yeah. is... Uh, yeah. Put on <laughs> that Under Armour coal gear. <laughs> we record April through September. Don't yeah, ask why. That's right, that's right. <laughs> you know? 
And, I, you know, I got this space that we're doing the podcast in, but we can record in here, too. And then the space right behind you is the Three Seasons room that sounds amazing. It's all, uh, I'll show it to you after this. It's all fucking uh, cedar. The high oh, ceiling. No doubt. So, like, I want to be doing, you can do acoustic guitars. You could do a drum kit in there, like a small drum kit. Um, fucking, I don't know. I got, I'm envisioning, I got like the fucking full congas and bongos and all. Oh, you timbales. got all that stuff? I got everything, bro. See, everything. I, I, every time I thought about getting that stuff together, and then yeah. I thought, you're not going to want, you know, I don't want to say crap, but you're not going to want stuff that that you can afford <laughs> or right, that you right, can't right, afford. Right, right. You know, no. like anything yeah. I can afford, I probably won't want. Yeah, I'll be yeah. like, oh man, I saw that Louis Conti set, you know, at the store. And it's yeah, like, dude, yeah. how often are you going to play? <laughs> Justify that purchase. But you know? it's going to look tremendous. Yeah. It's going to look Surprisingly, dude, the congas have been uh, a fucking, uh, they're, they're on shit, dude, because and you keep them like, keep them out, keep them mic'd up. Surprisingly amount of congas For going sure. on shit, dude. Like That's what like, I'm scared uh, of though. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like next thing you know, I look like the the backup guy for Santana. You know, like, it, dude. <laughs> shit, you know, you're saying that like it's a bad thing, bro. I, no, I'm not saying. Just, just saying gotta do it. I mean, in case my wife is listening, you know? one can only hope to be badass. Yeah, right? yeah. Be the backup Santana yeah. Congo oh, player, dude. <laughs> when I was a kid, that's all that man. I used to my. So I'm Mexican, half Mexican. I and I go to my uh, my cousin's house in Mount Clemens, and. Um, there was like three or four families of Mexicans. And so the summer parties back in the late seventies and, you know, early eighties, it was like half the music was either, if my grandpa got a hold of the music, it was all Mexican polka. Yeah. You know, yeah. but if the, if the teens got a hold of it, like one of the houses was always like more teens than adults and stuff. And that was all like Santana was like yeah, half of the music man. was Santana. Oh, yeah. I love Santana. Or War or, yeah. you know, any of those bands in the 70s yeah, and dude. stuff. And it was just yeah. like, that's how I grew up. Hell yeah. You know, listening to all that stuff. And yeah. I was just like, this is just, oh man, it, it was great. Yeah. Growing yeah. up on that, Fuck you know. Yeah, dude. Santana's a shit. I mean, like, I was actually, I'm try, I was re reaching out to a guitarist. I got a, a, a song I'm trying to finish and I'm trying to get. I could do it, but I'm trying to collaborate with people. And so I'm like, I'm trying to find somebody to come in and do a Santana solo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, good luck. Well, <laughs> yeah. 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 The like, guy plays yeah. like himself, you know, that's, that's true. That's, that's true. why yeah. he yeah. is who he is, you know? Yeah. And this guy, so the, my buddy, it's actually, uh, Jake, other Jake from Jace. Oh yeah. There's okay. Jake. He's a sick guitarist. He's like, yeah, I can do it. But then he goes, he goes, you know who you should get? My dad. He goes, my dad is the sickest Santana soloist. He's like been playing Santana all these years. No so I'm like, kidding. I'm like, yeah, let's bring in Pops, man. Yeah, if he's yeah. going to crush it, I'm all about it, you know? So, oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, so it's just kind of hilarious. The guy just rips on yeah, nothing no, exactly. Santana. That's what I'm saying. Can't play anything else. You got to love, you gotta <laughs> love <laughs> the, the differential props from the youngster to <laughs> yeah. say, no, that, that you know, any, like, yeah, music? Yeah. No, I don't yeah. know anything but Santana. Nothing but Santana. <laughs> That's it. That's like about Santana Savant. You know? like Carlos Savant. No, I'm That's actually awesome. more of a fan of the uh, the Rob Thomas Santana yeah, collaboration yeah, the, uh, year the late curse. 2010 oh, or whatever. Oh, oh, Jesus I like that song. You don't like that oh, song? God, it's a no. good it's song, but it's just a pop, it's like a, the shit out of it's that like a song. pop song with Carlos. It's Bro. like it's yeah. you know, and it was all he wrote they that played for the Rolling Stones. Day, Did he really? Yeah, Rob Thomas wrote that for the Rolling Stones, wow. and they didn't do it. And then he ended up. Uh, obviously, they did it on that. Yeah, he did okay with it. They did all right. From what I hear, Jesus Christ. Yes, so I've got Keith Richards to thank for having to hear that song. 
every goddamn day of senior year or whatever that shit was out. Yeah, Jesus. like if the Stones would have done it, it would have probably held some cool factor. Yeah. You know, but now it's just like, oh, God, it's that Rob Thomas song. I remember I heard it the first time I heard that song. It was on MTV at like three in the morning. I was like fucking up, you know, doing whatever. And I was like in high school at the time. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, this is a fucking good song, and I had the video and everything, but I, I never, ever would have suspected that it would have become that kind of fucking smash hit, dude. Like, Well, I mean, what? Matchbox 20, right? That was his yeah, gig, and yeah. then they were... They were huge then, They were too, cresting, so... so yeah. yeah, yeah. Just about anything he was going to do was going to be big. Yeah. And then you fucking... And it's throw, a good song, and it has Wasn't the whole album, and, like, with guests, yes, special yeah, guests? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, yeah. Wh- where's the miss? You exactly. know what I mean? You're right. Yeah. And it, you know, it, it was thankfully, it had a cool guitar solo, uh-huh. you know? Yep. It, it could have been worse. It was good. Know? I had the album, too, you know? Like, yeah. my dad was into it. It was supernatural. I had it. He, then, But then Santana just kept doing it. He did, like, four more of those guest singer yeah. albums, you know? And it's yeah. just like, all right, man, maybe it's, like, time to, like, you know, yeah. just do, like, a, a classic Santana album or something, like. <laughs> I I followed him r- right up in, until like he started drifting into that that thing, and I was yeah. like, I, I was like, man, with this just now you're just like a pop guy. In fairness, know? though, the money's getting fat. Well, yeah, <laughs> man, but who am I to tell Carlos time, what yeah. to do? Yeah, I'm just looking for more of that deep dark. Yeah. you know, motherfucker like, played Woodstock, yeah, dude. You know, yeah, like. <laughs> as a as an acid, he was tripping. Yeah, that, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that story is just so amazing. Out of his gorgeous oh, guitar, my God. Was he gets on life, stage right? and it's like my guitar is a snake. I'm like, dude, you're like 17. You have no clue what's going on in the world. Probably got paid like 150 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And then Soul Sacrifice, one of the greatest drum solos, you know, on that. Oh, uh, okay. I actually oh don't my, know that. Oh, jeez. Listen to the Soul Sacrifice right. from that Woodstock album. That Michael Shreve. I think it was, no, so Michael Shreve. Yeah, I think well, it was Michael Shreve, and just, just, I mean, playing like, like he's on, like, just laced out on coke. You know, yeah, I mean, just yeah, yeah. hands are just flying. <laughs> you know, and and again, you look at the band. God, it look. The bands, the band, uh, those lineups, it looked like, you know, a couple of offshoots from Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, yeah. it's just like, and I think, uh, I, they I don't know. They all to form Journey, didn't they? Was from, it, uh, yeah, I was from, just going to say, was, was. From Santana's band. Gre- I think Greg Rowley was on keyboards. Okay. And I, I don't know if they got, um, uh, that cat, I, I can, I can, I don't believe, I can't remember the guitar player from Journey. Uh, Neil Sean. Yes, I don't know if yeah, Neil yeah. was in the band yet or not. Right, right. You know, but yeah, I, that, Jesus. Because my, my, I don't know a ton about either of those bands and as far as going that deep, but my understanding is that Santana's band, yeah. backup band, basically all like quit Santana and formed Journey. You they, know? That was like, the later, I know that Neil and Greg Rowley came from the Santana band. Yeah. Now I don't know why they left or yeah. what was going on or I whatever. heard I heard that fucking uh, Neil Scone. I, I think he's kind of a prick or something. And he, <laughs> him and Santana got into it and they fucking like got into some big pissing match. Yeah. And, you know that wouldn't. I mean, I've heard things about Carlos yeah. is that sometimes he can be a bit hard to work with. I've heard yeah. stories of producers. I don't know about the truth. Obviously, I've never met yeah. the guy, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but like I've heard stories again, like even in the most recent thing with the the journey 
roller coaster. Like, yeah, yeah. who's in the band? Who are we suing? Who are we not right, suing? Know, Who are we right? going to have back? Know, oh, right. we're not going to talk to that guy anymore. Oh, that drummer beat his wife, so we're going to kick him out. <laughs> but we're going to have him back now because he's clean. And uh, you know, it's like, you know oh. I really tapped out on yeah. Journey after the uh, the Randy Jackson years. You know, I was all downhill from there. You know? That was not a horrible record. It was just a horrible lineup. He's playing with him you again. Know? I think he maybe. is. Yeah. He is back. Yeah. Well, they they got rid of Ross Valerie because they fired him or something. I mean, wow, man. Yeah. Wow. What's yeah. your take on the uh, the replacement singer? What are your thoughts on uh, that guy? The Asian dude? Yeah. Uh, Filipino? I I have, like, I, you have the, the the greatest, like, when you have to replace a singer, you have situations where you get a guy that, that, that sounds exactly like him. Like when uh, Judas Priest got Ripper Owens for yeah. a little bit, you know, yep. he basically got a a Judas Priest sound alike. Yep. But then you get a, a band like ACDC who has like their, their biggest album ever with Highway to Hell. He dies. So what do they do? They do not go with a guy that sounds just like Bon Scott. Yeah. They got a guy that sounds almost as far away from Bon Scott and literally get even more popular yeah. with Brian right, Johnson. Right, right. How lucky is that? But all these other bands, yeah. it's yeah. like they just go looking. That's a tough call. Like, for, do you get the low rent version of that, the right, last right, guy, right. or do you just say, fuck yeah, it, we're going I mean, journey like, at this point? Like, you're not going to be making like new hits. You need somebody that can sing these songs because you're going out and playing the hits. Like, right, you know, so right. Like, you got to have somebody that can do. You these. might as well just get and the like, closest sounding yeah. guy you can and, like, find and you let need him go. Fucking chops. You're not like like. I'm a pretty decent singer. I'm not going out there singing Steve Perry. Oh, hell no. Night, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's really got to cup the balls yeah. to hit that yeah. range. I was, uh, I'm the kind good, of singer man. that can't even sing background vocals in Journey. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I can sing yeah. kind of maybe, sort of. And it's funny, with ISD, it's like the first band, and I can't even remember how long that they, I came into the band knowing that I wouldn't have to sing. Oh, yeah. You know, because they were like, well, they got Pete the three sings. Parts. Yeah, yeah, four. I mean, Pete yeah, sings, right. Scott sings, Tony sings, Brian sings. And yeah. I'm like, well, can I like not, if we're going to do this prog thing, <laughs> can I just be a can I just, Yeah, can I just not worry about singing? Because yeah. to be quite honest with you, it, it it's not that it's tedious, but I just thought it'd be super cool to just concentrate on yeah, playing drums. focus on and, one thing. And not yeah. have to worry about anything else. Am I against singing? Like on the new album, you know, I, I would be fine singing if it... Yeah. If I needed to. Doing the gang vocal. But man, or, yeah. I I kind of like it. I'll be yeah, honest with you. Yeah. It's been a long well, time so since I've... When you had to sing back in the day, were you singing like backup while you're playing drums yeah. or were you just oh, laying yeah. down the tracks? Like, oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I sang... I mean, I was in the top 40. Um, well, we'll take it back. Uh, when I was 16, we st- I started playing professionally and uh, and I would do what we, we called stunt vocals. So if there was a... If there was a song or a band and, and it, like ACDC or Judas Priest where we know that you're just going to blow your voice out because I we didn't sing right. So we yeah. didn't know how to sing. So one shot through like one of those songs yeah. and you're pretty much trashed for the night. So I would like volunteer for those songs. Uh, you know, so I had a little bit of a better uh, I have a, a lot more range back then and uh, and I could pull them off. And again, I was playing competently enough to where I could I felt like no problem. I can do this. I, I can totally do this. So I did it. And then as time went on and I started taking see, uh, singing more seriously, then it was just like, all right, now I got to really concentrate on the vocals. And then I was taking on more songs. And my memory is not, my memory for drum parts, fine. My memory for yeah. lyrics. Lyrics is tough. I'm the, sa- yeah. I'm the same way, actually. I am god awful. Yeah. But if I take a lyric sheet, a cheat yeah. sheet, and I keep it off to the side, yeah. I'll never learn the song. True. That's true too. You know what Same. I mean? I do. I'll, I'll, I be, know I'll be like this all night long, yep. looking at the cheat sheet. Yep. Uh, and then, 
like one night, I remember doing this for a top 40 gig one time and I had like four or five songs and three or four of them I was totally cool with. And one of them was a newer song that we were learning and I, I wasn't really that sharp and I lost my cheat sheet and I was just like, you know, uh, that fight, fight or flight, yeah, you know, yeah, just like, start. Oh, fuck, what's the third line of the dark? The first the line. First, I'm like, I think uh, I actually asked the singer, uh, what's the first line? I know. Like, that, I'm literally, uh, I know that. Exactly how do you not mean. know the yeah, first yeah. line of the song that but you're when singing? You hear the first line, then you can like, and then, then the words the just literally uh-huh. just start falling uh-huh. out. And that's how it went. And I was just yep. like, so what I got to do is I got to, I got to write the lyrics. I got to, I don't just print them out, like write them out. And, yeah. and that, that motion of doing yeah. that. I was going to tell you, I was going to tell you that that's a trick, uh, a memory trick to write, handwrite yes. the lyrics down. And that's what I would do. Uh, yeah. I would take my time and write them out. By the time I got done writing them out, I, I'd already committed them like 60% to memory. Right. And then night after night after night, when I was doing a top 40 gig, I mean, you're, I don't know if you've ever played that circuit or you're just playing all the time. You're playing all the time. You're playing yeah, two nights, yeah. three nights a week. Back in the day, I was doing uh, seven nights at this one club. They actually booked us for seven nights in a row and a band after them canceled so we played 14 dates in a row yeah. uh 10 to 2 in the morning so the beatles got good three sets a night <laughs> yeah but you know so what i mean we uh, were playing to about this room yeah, well, yeah, you know what well, i mean yeah, it was uh, like the drunk guy at the end watching monday night uh, football telling us to shut up you know because no you're too loud it's like dealers are on god yeah, damn it yeah, yeah. i mean it was it was it was pretty comical back in the day and but it the bar uh, it was called the Rusty Nail in uh, in uh, Frazier. <laughs> Sorry, but that's a, one of my old nicknames. <laughs> oh, really? It's, it was a great bar, but yeah. their claim to fame back then was we seven nights a week live entertainment. Good oh, or bad, yeah. Yeah. seven <laughs> nights a week live entertainment. What, and, like what year is this? Oh, gosh, this is uh, 90 or uh, late 80s, early 90s. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. my, that's probably about my, one of my favorite. And I was music, that so. that era. I was just. I mean, I I was just making money. I just wanted to make money yeah, and just play out as much as is. I could. Yeah, yeah. I tried to. You know, I I just tried to make myself available to anybody that that needed. You know, uh, you know, a drummer. But I didn't want to be that guy that was just constantly floating around. You know, uh, you know, band whoring. just taking gigs. Mm-hmm. I, I I liked being in a band. Yeah, because the the stability of that was way better. And then it, as you got better. Um, you could ask for more money from certain clubs, you know, if you kept going back there. So yeah. if, but if you were always that hired gun, man, you were only going to make X amount of dollars. You didn't know who you were playing with. You didn't even know if the band was any good. Most of the time you didn't even rehearse. Yeah. They just yeah, sent yeah. you the set list yep, and yep, then you'd be like, sure. all right, I'm here. All right, well, here's what we're going to start with. And you're That's like, the gig. Yep. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> you know, I remember a friend of mine, he's a great drummer, Randy Jordan, a uh, phenomenal uh, drummer. And I, I had him sit in for me one night because I had a I was double booked. I had a I would try to play with an original band along with cover bands so that I could yeah I always try to have it's a good both. way to do it yeah and I never I almost never double booked myself but if something came up and like as a matter of fact one of the, I was playing with Kansas at uh, we were opening uh, I was in a band called Tiles and we opened up for Kansas at Pine Knob nice and I had a gig that night so I asked my friend Randy Randy charted every song on our set list yeah that's a lot <laughs> three sets actually not all of them a handful of the ones that he didn't know he charted and i i went and i saw you know uh the show was over obviously 
you know, Pine Knob, you're done at what, 10, 1030 or something like yeah. that. So we got loaded up and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go and, and see the band, you know, hang out, you know, the afterglow, you know, which is a real letdown. Let me tell you, I mean, you're, <laughs> you know, you get done playing Pine Knob and then I'm going to go to the corner bar no, and afterglow, you know, it's just like, yeah, this is what I'm doing tomorrow. So ran and then I see Randy, he's got a, he's got a music stand behind him. And I'm like, man, you're a corner bar. Why you got a music stand behind you at a corner bar? But Randy's the guy that can take any gig anywhere yeah and he'd be that guy that would set up his music stand yeah, and set up his music and he'd be right there like pro he'd probably sauce, know the song yeah. better than uh-huh, you know because yeah. he's playing it verbatim yeah. you know and it's like you you don't even play it verbatim you know yeah. what i mean yeah. <laughs> you, you like take your liberties left and right but it was funny because the, the guys in the band were like man he was playing that song super slow i said you know why he's like why he said He's literally playing it exactly the correct tempo, exactly yeah. like the album uh, states. The album, yeah, you know, not the live he, version. He's assuming that you guys are professional, uh, you know, to do it that way. It's like we never play anything that slow. Nobody, want, nobody wants to sing that long. Yeah. You know, we, we play songs fast so that notes don't last that long. You got to play it slow though, so you yeah. can stretch your set out. Yeah, I, that's well, what, that's the other time. You, you pay by stretch, the hour. You just stretch out the breaks. Yeah. Oh gosh, so every many, song has a ten-minute drum solo. So What's happening? <laughs> I, you know, and that's the thing. When I was younger, I would take, if, if somebody called out drum solo, I'd be like, drop of a hat. Yeah, I'm on it. Give me it. Give me the solo. Oh, that's huge. Now, just do it. <laughs> now I just, I, that's the last thing. I I couldn't even consider. Tony, I think Tony said it at his birthday party. He goes, I'm going to. Uh. I'm going to turn around. Drum solo. I'm going to call drum solo, dude, and you're going to do a drum solo. I'm like, please don't. You know, I haven't prepared one in a hundred years. Are you going to write one or are you going to ad lib one? You know, as a drummer, you think, oh, I'll just sit down and play one. It's like, no, no, it ain't like that, really. Like, you got to kind of have like some directions or like, you know, I got some kind of roadmap. Yeah, some roadmap. Like, I got some grooves or I'm going to do this and then this and go into this. I'll do that trick thing that always impresses people. Yeah. yeah. Twice, <laughs> you know, um, maybe three times, depending on my ba- sticks a couple yeah. times, you know, <laughs> throw them up in the air, light them on fire. No, I'm not gonna light them on fire, but you know, just stuff like that. He's like, when he said that, I'm like, Tony, listen, our music, and this is the fun thing about playing like Prague and, and the last handful of bands that I played in. Uh, I was in a band called Coda, and we were like really lucky to have like great players, like great chops yeah. in every song and then tiles is like uh, we got compared to rush quite a bit and they're another great band of players i never felt the need at the end of the day it's like i've played enough notes <laughs> you know what i mean i'm awesome like i really don't need to play more notes than i'm already playing you know and like isd same thing and i'm playing like real heavy metal stuff and then and then we we add enough prog to keep it interesting, at the same token, uh, at uh, those people that were yelling drum solo at uh, yeah. at the pyramid scheme, oh, I you know, didn't we were even, playing, I didn't and there's like that, a handful yeah. of people yelling drum solo. I'm like, yeah. no, no. <laughs> and Tony, don't listen, you know, because I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna sit here, you know, like because like, nope. I was twirling my sticks a couple times. Prepared so. material <laughs> yeah. only. Yeah, right. Yeah, we have a set list uh, and a time limit. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's kind of my take on solos. Like I I, I loved them. You know, I hope my kid does a bunch of them and, and, uh, I've never told him to stay away from it. Yeah. You know, if people want to hear it, give them what they want. It's like know. an art form in and of itself. Though, it is. You know, if you wanted to go that direction. It's a lot of work. It's like writing a song. Yeah. Oh, hundred you know? percent. It, it is a mini song. That's what we're talking about is if you got to structure it a little bit, like yeah. if you're going to completely ad lib, like, Hey, you better be a bad motherfucker. Yeah. You know? And cause as a drummer, you watch and we've seen guys yeah, do that yeah. and you're like, 
30 seconds in, you're like, this, uh, this can end like, any time. <laughs> it's like, all right, you're just running away. out of steam. <laughs> running out of steam. Yeah. And then you start being like, oh, he's playing it slow. He's, ch- he's chopping that. Oh, he screwed that up. He screwed that up. Why would you do that? And you're like, why am I doing I'm literally criticizing this guy's drum solo. Like, am I that guy? You know, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm that guy. Hey, I could be that guy a little yeah. bit. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you're, you're playing, you're forcing me to listen to you, you know, play off the beaten path here. And to be quite honest with you, you, you know, you probably shouldn't. So do you have you know? guys that you're like, okay, this guy fucking knocks it out of the park solo wise. Like, do you have solo uh, favorite type dudes? Or well, I grew it? up on Neil Peart. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and so like the drum solos that I heard when I was a kid, I heard Moby Dick. Uh, I was never a Cream fan, which I it, it strikes Same. every Same. strikes people no, as no. odd because Ginger Baker. I agree. I agree with you. I think that whole thing's a little overrated. But, but I but I do too. But yeah. if you really listen, I, I like I've gone back and listened to Toad. And uh, which is his premiere. It's like his version of Moby Dick. And there's really cool stuff in there. And yeah. if you put it in time with everything else, yeah. it's it's comparable. But I grew up on Moby Dick. I grew up on, on Neil's, every Neil drum fill or drum solo that he ever did. Yeah. And uh, and Inagata De Vida. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And when I was younger, I got into Kiss and Pete, Peter Chris's drum solos, which, you know, again, they're very basic. They're super simple. Yeah. But at the time, as far as an entertainment, you know, thing. Right, right, right. You gotta yeah. you can't just listen to a Peter Chris drum solo and go, man, it really wasn't all that great. I can't really listen because to Peter it, Chris at all. Because but you have to you, you know, Kiss was such a visual thing. You know what I mean? But yeah, you can't yeah. just like you listen yeah. to it and you're like, No, I'm not I am not getting yeah. I'm getting about twenty five percent of what's yeah. going on stage right now. Yeah. yeah. Everybody else though, you could put on the headphones and disappear into a John Bonham solo. Oh yeah. I mean you're yeah. you're there side stage. You're listening to everything. You're like, oh my God, is he playing it with his left hand? Is that uh, I mean is that his foot? Is that a foot? Is yeah, that a foot? Doubles you know, on I mean foot everything, everything he's doing is so <laughs> smooth and, and crazy and you're like, even when he messes up. Yeah. And you hear him mess up, you know, it, it's still it's like God, I you know, I would have trashed that. I would have just trashed that. <laughs> and he's just like, he made one little mistake. Yeah. And then you can hear him change gears. Like, oh, I've done that enough. Yeah. You know, oh, I made, a, I made a little flub, you yeah. know. But yeah. I uh, think Neil Peart, though, is like, it really was like what we were talking about amongst other things. I mean, he's one of the, the greatest, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, at, at structuring a drum solo, like his drum solo was like a thing. It was yeah. the part of the show. Yeah. And it was structured and it'd be a little different but yep. it was kind of a yep. similar you know like it was like it was like writing a song i said he was yeah. really the master at putting together a drum solo if you ever hear him talk there's that that where he that that dvd yeah release, i got that DVD. and he talks yeah. about the yeah. the how he does it and it's like i have never in my life ever known anyone to put in the kind of thought yeah, process so analytical on a drum <laughs> solo you know yeah, this yeah. isn't something i'm going to record and uh-huh. and and play this had nothing to do with that. Like all these other guys, like Terry Bozio, when he's doing his, you know, ostinato recordings uh-huh. and, and whatnot, he's he's developing works of of music and and recording them and and putting them yeah, out. Whereas yeah. Neil's like, what I'm going to do tonight, uh-huh. you know. And then <laughs> yeah, next album, yeah. I thought that uh-huh. that end piece, I'm going to change that now because they needed to evolve. He's not just going to do the same solo yeah. over and over and over again. But as yeah. drummers, we knew it so well. That it was yeah. like, you know, if you saw the one tour and then you saw the next tour, you'd be like, you know, he didn't do that thing at the end there. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> he changed it's, up that cowbell thing. Do you notice he didn't do that there? It's a thing. It's you a know? thing. Yeah. Oh, for up. sure. My favorite drummer is Danny Carey from Tool. Oh, man. Tool shit. And he talked, one of the things he talks about is like, uh, 
he's like, you, you got to go out. So many people want to hear these specific fills. So he's like, there's specific fills you have to hit. Right. And then there's the other fills that are kind of like my play fills right. that I can right. like fuck around with. You Absolutely. Know? But it's like, this is a key fill that everybody's going to air drum to. Everybody's going to hear yep. it. We all know it's coming. Yep. I got to do it this right. way. Right. And, you know, like at least to a, a reasonable thing but i it was like yeah that that makes a lot of sense and that's actually a way that a lot of pro bands actually do their whole set in a way is like even like having like these are the songs we have to do because that's what the people have paid money for and now we have these are right. our alternates and we change these out every right night, you know, right kind of thing gotta get the people what they want at the end of well, the well like really a, do like I a mean, zappa yeah. thing you know i mean i i i'm a i'm a huge fan of the zappa drummers yeah and to have to do what they do every night and to be I mean, they go like, you know, we put together like, let's say a tour list, you know, obviously we're not playing as long as Frank is, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, they go in and they know that they're going in and they're going to spend like six months rehearsing for a tour. You know, I mean, how much, you know, how much music, dude. Six. I couldn't months imagine or months. doing like one oh, yeah. zap. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and then and that's what my second yeah, thing was like. Yeah. I think about one of those songs. Yeah, yeah. And these guys are like trying to get used to. All right, here's what's gonna happen. We're gonna do this. Maybe tomorrow we're gonna do this. And you're like, uh, yeah, that's right. We did. We we touched on that yeah, back in yeah, February. Yeah. yeah. You know that we yep. may do that. And then he's like, he's famous for uh, for changing shit up on stage. Like, yeah. so these guys have to be so great. Yeah. That they have all of that. Can you able to? able to play everything at the drop of a hat and then change like next night we're not gonna do we're gonna do this tomorrow yeah it's like oh okay a lot of sleepless <laughs> nights for the yeah. boys. i'm yeah. telling you man i i those I, compositions are so intense every you know, time i like, watch a live concert i'm just like i i'm sure my brain would have melted yeah like six songs ago i would have been like i can't because he just goes and he goes next song next song he doesn't bother with talking every song segues into another song yeah there's just no stopping. Like sometimes he'll just play like 45 minutes in a row without stopping. Yeah. And he's gone through like maybe seven or eight songs and you're just like blurry. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you're at the show and you're like, I can't even get up and piss right now. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to miss anything. I mean, if I, go, I could come back and he could be like three songs changed, you know, and, yeah. and be playing something yeah. amazing. I don't want to miss any of it. Did yeah. you guys see that? That yeah. might have been the most incredible uh, thing. Yeah. Oh, I was getting back oh, to the picture. God damn it. Come I had my on. dick in my hand. That would be my luck. Yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah. I was entertaining myself. Thank you very much. Did you ever get into the Mars Volta? Actually, I did. Uh, They're one of my favorite bands ever, and they they were like that too in their prime. With like their live show was yeah. just like. And to be honest, a lot of it was bullshittery, but it was also like they just they would go. They were, I saw them do, I saw them like seriously, like 15 See, I times. never saw them live though. Dude, and and I've, I've been told that their live shows are way better than the it record. Was, I mean, if you want like long prog, just tr acid trip. Going, yeah. Like, yeah, they would go on and I mean, but it was also like, they also knew what they were doing. And like, so it'd be like, they would go into things and then they would come back and they knew what they were going to come into after that. And it would, it was the yeah. same kind of thing where it was just like, how, like, it, it, it's a lot man it'd be a lot to rehearse that you know what i mean to like have that kind of shit on fucking lock and, and you when, know. but when you're writing it all together yeah you yeah. know what i mean and you're and you're from that school because they probably yeah. came from that fish yeah jam band school well, where we're just gonna play we're just gonna yeah. play and when you're That's all roasted on acid that you're stoned <laughs> playing 10 hours a day together now wasn't you know, thomas so Pritch, uh, thomas pritchin or something he, he, yeah he was their second drummer right the, that dude's a 
beast. My man. son He's one of my absolutely loves him. Me and I, too. I love him because <laughs> of his... He's just like, I'm just a dude playing drums. Like when you go to talk he's, to him, he's just like, yeah, I just kind of do what I do. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to give you any magic house, recipe. Man. Yeah. I'm just really, really gifted. He comes and from I just a, play. It's like, that's it. He you comes know? from playing in church. He yeah. comes from playing like yeah. in whatever black church, yeah. you know, fucking, you know, Baptist, yeah. like that, whatever funk gospel kind of shit. Dude. He's just a monster, a monster. Yeah. And honestly, part of the reason why I bought that, I've always loved fucking Vista light kits mm-hmm. and classic kits, but part of the reason why I bought that yeah. is because I got back into the Mars Volta because they got back together. And I saw so I was going down the rabbit hole again and watching all the old videos yep. of that era of Volta. I love, and I love Thomas Pridgen. Uh, and just, I was like, God damn, that kit sounds good. Yeah. So fucking like the toms are so punchy and but not too ringy and shit i'm just like fuck and so i was like i'd been eyeing that fucking vista light kit but the dw one you know but and that that's now how did you decide on the dw then i'm a dw guy kind of so that's kind of what i've that's what my main kit has been okay uh my brother has a dw I, i love dw i've been a fan since we got our first, me and my brother got our first DW in 2000, mm-hmm. something like that. And then I got my green DW shortly after that. I just love Drum Workshop. I've loved that. Uh, I, I like the look of them. I think the finishes are great. They sound great. <laughs> now I kind of have some issues with how fucking loud and ringy they are yeah. for like recording. They're actually right. not great for recording. Yeah. Um, but so I don't know. I'm just a DW fan. Yeah. And uh, just I wanted I uh, I was, so I'm looking at different options and you know there's only so many like Vista Light style. I was just gonna say because I know Pearl makes it clear and they a make lot an of them, apparently the shells are actually all made by the same company. Well. There, so there you so have it. There you have it. Yeah. Right, but they had this. See, I found that out about Keller Keller shelves when yeah like, DW used companies, to be all Keller yeah, shelves. Kemp, yeah. Companies were just yeah. like, well, we just get our stuff from Keller. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's and like, then, yeah, but know. so does Joe Blow uh, Drum Company down the street. Yeah. Like, slap the sticker. Uh, yeah. 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 Exactly. It's like, yep, yeah, yep. it's the same Maple Drum. Don't tell anybody. Exactly. <laughs> you know? exactly. I was a real CB guy growing up. You know, really towards you know. We always Damn. loved Pearl before that. And right. Then, like DW at that time was the new hot shit. When so. I was a kid, I always wanted to be a, ta- a Tama guy. Yeah, Tama was cool too. I grew up yeah. playing Slingerland, luckily. Only be- and yeah. I say that only because the first drum kit that I could afford was a Slingerland yeah. kit. And, cool and Neil was playing Slingerland at the yeah. time. So I was yeah. like, you know, I'm playing Slingerland and I'm playing Zildjian and I'm playing Promark yeah. Sticks, just like my hero. If it's God good enough right for her, it's good yeah. enough for me, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly yeah. right. I mean, I was just... Fuck that's, yeah, man. But see, now that's why you give endorsements. That's why, you yeah. know, I mean, it was... 100%. For, you know, Neil played this, yeah. I bought that. Yeah. I still you know? use his sticks. That's what yeah. the 747s. Yeah. That's what I use. They're great sticks. Great sticks. And a lot of people don't realize that they're oak. I mean, just about yeah. everything out there is yeah. hickory. If I gave you an oak stick and yeah. you're a drummer and you're I like, I love the oaks, dude. Dude, I, I can yeah. take a life with this thing. Yeah, bro, for real. <laughs> I mean, this, yeah. it ain't gonna break. You know what else you know? I used for? I used for years, and I just got away from them. The rock knocker. Do you know? Oh the god, rock the knocker? double butt end, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I, there's some about because I spent so much time in like marching band and yeah. shit. So there's something about the heaviness yep. of the weight yep. up top. Yep. And it does kind of suck a little bit on your ride symbol and stuff, but like, there's just something about that weight up there oh, that for I sure. absolutely loved. And yeah. I just th- so they make a 747 now. This is getting fucking nerdy for people listening. <laughs> they make a 747 now that it's with like 
uh, the tapers pushed up so there's more weight. There's like different versions of the 747 stick now. Because you remember when you first started butt ending the 747 and, right. and yeah. It, yeah. there wasn't much to hold on to. Yes, that's the whole. The, yeah. yeah, the taper was yeah. so gradual. Yeah, yeah. And I that's the one thing I couldn't do. I That yeah. was the one thing that I never liked. I would try to play butt end like he did. Yeah. And I, and it would snap in my hand. Yeah. yeah. And you'd be like, God, yeah. man, I feel like I'm getting a mosquito bite and, in, my, in the palm of my hand. Yeah. And then it, the stick felt really small. You know, there. yeah, for sure, because it's it's not. Yeah, and I remember the rock up, yeah. knockers the were rock, like, it's oh, just no. This just, is a heavy metal drum <laughs> made stick. Made a stick with no fucking. This is a know? this is a tree with the branches uh, yeah. just sheared off of it. You I'm know? telling you, that's man, all get, you needed. Get yourself one pair of them and oh, yeah. fuck around with them, dude, well, because it's yeah, fun for that They're one fun. song. That is yeah. just I need the song with the biggest beat. You play a little you know? different, like I don't I don't know. There's more of a, the rebound is yeah. different because of that extra weight up there and shit. Like oh for sure, because you don't have that that taper in the ball which creates that bounce. Yeah, that's gone. Yeah, that's gone. But <laughs> yeah. that yeah. that monstrous backbeat. Yeah. yeah, that's what you get. Yeah. And the rim shots are bigger and thicker. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the yeah. ride symbol. Ouch. That's that's the, ouch. That's the one thing that kind of <laughs> that's kind of the takeaway that I. Yeah. yeah. So I really like these now. Just now that I've really started kind of getting back into really playing the drums again, I got into these looking into okay what are they even making now you know so they got right. the 747s yep. that have they got these different versions you can get them into whatever wood you want now right. so you can get the oak ones you yeah. can get the hickories whatever right so yeah i forget what they call them but they're like 747 forward is the name of them or something oh yeah it makes and sense so, so they like sure. push the taper up so there's more weight right and it's like that's pretty fucking perfect i was i mean i don't know if you did the same thing i did but when you're a kid and you're and you're trying different sticks and and then somebody like Simon Phillips and you see, you know, you, yeah. see, you hear his stuff and you're like, oh, I should, oh, they make a Simon Phillips stick. I yeah. should try that one out. And this ball end, yeah. you're like, oh, that's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. And then you start playing on that. You get hooked on that for a while. And you're like, oh, Billy Cobham. I just checked out this Billy Cobham. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they got a Billy Cobham stick. Sticks, you know, uh, it's this Oak 808 uh, thing, which is similar to Simon's, but it's Oak. So it sounds different. It feels different. And, oh, so-and-so's got this other stick. And yeah. Hey, wait. I still do that. I'm still yeah, doing that. It's I know. still fun for me. Dude, like, that's, that's the yeah. rabbit hole that yeah, that yeah. is just. Mm-hmm. I gotta like, cause when I started searching for endorsements, then I'm thinking, all right, so first of all, find a company that you like yeah, yeah, and then find a stick you like, and then start looking at the endorsement possibility and, and go after that stick. Yeah. Like, okay, we can do this, but I want to tweak this yeah. aspect of it. Or and that whatever. way you're not really, you're not really asking for all that much, yeah. you know, to be honest with you, you're yeah. asking for a little bit of print and. You know, mm-hmm. if you're not famous, you're not going to get much anyway, but at least right. you get a, a cool looking stick yeah. and it's the stick that you like. Yes. But if you're like me and you play that stick for a year, two years, and now you're done, you're just done. It doesn't feel right. I, I think I want to go with a different stick. Yeah. It's not like you're some artist at, at yeah, Vader's yeah. And, and, the, and the guy that is going, hey, uh, Mr. DeLeon, uh, are you still happy with that sticker? <laughs> you know, we've got a couple other models that might be more to your liking. Like, yeah. Nobody's ever going to call me and, and no, say yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah, suck yeah. it up I, and play yeah. through the pain. I guess I'm going to go to the store and look at something else now. You know? <laughs> like my son's going through the same thing. You know, he's just like, uh, I, he... He hits harder than I do because he's yeah. that young, you know, yeah, they want to yeah. crush everything. So he goes through sticks like crazy. And so he has the, you know, the opportunity for him to have to go and choose a different style stick Yeah, is, is more prominent. You know, it's right, like, well, right. I'm you out of sticks. Out, I got to yeah. go buy some new sticks. I'm thinking about trying these. And I'll be like, I don't know, man, I still got like three pairs of the last, <laughs> the last match I bought. You know? Well, those oak yeah. sticks fucking definitely don't break as much. No, 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 as no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. You ever played maple? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. you talk about sticks that just shatter. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Balsa wood. It's yeah, like they are. They I, are. I mean, I attribute them to balsa light wood. and bouncy. They're super weird, light. They sound wood. weird on the cymbals, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you what. My my old drum teacher, the only drum teacher I ever had, Rob Emanuel. He used to play these big uh, uh, American. Uh, I can't remember what they're called. They're Vic Firth, but they're maple and they're they're girthy. They're yeah. really girthy, and and I he always played with so much amazing jazzy feel and i'm like yeah. you know every jazz drumstick i ever saw was this Tiny. paper thin yeah. pencil with a tip yeah you know and then this guy's got this mammoth yeah. stick and, he's, yeah. and he plays latin grooves and he's playing all this jazz stuff and i'm like how do you i mean look at that thing it's a monster he goes go check them out so i went to the store and i picked him up and it was that maple stick and i'm like oh there's, so they're big this but, thing big weighs nothing yeah. right <laughs> and he goes that's how i can play so so fast nice and and because they're they're he doesn't hit hard, so you can be really articulate with that stick, yeah. and and you're not going to crush it. Whereas you and I, I think we're yeah. gonna we're gonna want to get a little bit more meat on that ride. I hit pretty hard, yeah. you know. Yeah. Even the shoulder of that stick doesn't really yeah doesn't really answer the bell like like right. a, a hickory yeah. or especially an oak. Yeah, where it just sound, it, you start getting a little bit of a headache. Yeah, you know, after a while, <laughs> if you're really crushing that 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 uh, ride symbol bell, so. But yeah, yeah, that's a uh, stick nerd talk there. So the other thing that I fucking, I wanted to tell you about is uh, I'd been a little bit with this new kid. I'd been on the hunt for a ride symbol. Yeah. Right? Uh, and uh, my brother has a Zildjian A22 ping ride. I've always really liked that ride. I ha- had been using a 20A custom ping ride. It's a little light. It's a little, Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a little. It can be a bit washy. It's a bit washy. It's, yeah. it's it's a little small. It's a little high. It's a little. It's great for if you're doing <laughs> yeah. funk or something. But like, I wanted something fucking beefier. Right? Yeah. For uh, for some reason, I could not find these 22 inch ping rides. Are fucking hard to find. Right. Or they're out there. Uh, they quit making them in like 2012. Uh huh. They're out there, but they're expensive. Right. What I found was a 24 ping ride. Yikes. Zildjian A ping ride. And it was a good deal. So it's a I, lot of real estate. Bro, I bought it because of the price was right. Dude. It won't it was fit like, in between <laughs> us right now. You're put it on this table right now. Dude, and dude. I mean, flying saucer. I, I, I so wish it was here so you could fucking... But the dude from Journey was fucking swore by those yeah. and he still yeah. uses it. Yeah. And... uh Dude, I fucking love it. It's like it's a little darker, obviously. But right, yeah. It's, At that size. It is a fucking massive piece of metal. Yeah. And it doesn't what's cool about it is it's so fucking heavy that it like barely moves. So I'm just whacking the yep, shit out yep. of it and it's staying where it's supposed to be. Borderline gong territory. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, yeah. dude. You're like playing For a sure. fucking gong ride. For sure. But I dude, I love it. I honestly I love it more than I thought I would, honestly. I was like, this ride's the shit. When I was checking out ride symbols when I was younger, I mean um, when I couldn't afford much, I just, whatever, whoever had a ride, had a ride, I I, yeah. I would play it. And when I, I saw that Neil had set his, he that old ride symbol, and he had a, the, the next symbol was stacked right on top of it. So uh-huh. he had to drill out the hole okay. for his ride symbol. And then the, the next arm of the, the symbol, he yeah. had a crash symbol or the... Yeah. The cowbells or whatnot. You got that on your china or something over here. Right? I did Don't that with the china, but it's yeah. it's built for that. Yeah, so, right, right. but this back in the day, I actually did that with my ride symbol. Right. Like I I carved, I took my dad's drill and I and I drilled out the the hole, 
and uh, and I and I did it. That's how that's how crazy I, I was. Know, I just, sacrilege. But but in my mind, I'm like, dude, I just made two symbols in one stand, and I, I'm saving money because uh, I, I did not have money back then. A math check. So out. I did that. Yeah, yeah, it worked out. My pocketbook said, "This is a great idea. We're behind you on this all the way." Um, but as I got older and I started listening to cats like, uh, like Vinnie Caliuta and, yeah. Dave, and Dave Weckl uh-huh. and their cymbals were really dry and then, uh, and not a lot of buildup, but that was for jazz fusion stuff. Really, right. really articulate. Yes. And then I listened to guys like Steve Smith and you're hearing every single little ting, ting, ting. Mm-hmm. And his bell was astounding to me. And right. I'm like. I'm I'm looking at three different symbols, and in my my wallet is saying, but but we need to do this on one <laughs> on one symbol. So I start if I if I bought a symbol and it didn't act like I wanted it to do, all I could do was sell it and then buy a different symbol with oh, the money. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I played, uh, I played Zildjian's forever, and I played the K heavy. Yeah, um, that's a nice symbol. That is out of all of those symbols. And I never wanted to go bigger than a 20 inch because I only had so much room on my kit. Mm-hmm. And I said, back in the day, I used to set it up very jazz fusiony, So the symbols yeah, were high yeah. and they were tilted and right. everything was really, really tight. And, uh, and that symbol out of all the symbols I went through, I played the K dry, that, that ugly, horrific, dry sounding symbol, yeah. um, which you could hear every note and yeah. it had no bell and yeah. no build. So it was just like, like a almost like a garbage yeah, can lid yeah you know i and had that, a sabian dry that was similar to that yeah. third version and i, I mean hated that there, thing. there's only it, it's a one-dimensional symbol <laughs> it really is you know yeah. and then i got i uh, and i like i i fell in love with that k heavy and then um i went crazy and i ordered a custom an a or no it was a, a rock that rock ride yeah they're not lathed at all it's just stamp uh, okay but i was like really into shiny symbols Does i have the big bell yeah it, no bell? no this was before the mega bells okay okay but you'd swear you'd swear that yeah. it had one because because of the way that it was made so if you played it um it and i got i got the brilliant finish yeah so i had the 20 inch brilliant finish this thing i mean this thing would reflect light back to the moon <laughs> um but here was the problem uh, we were talking about Simmons drums and playing on a piece of plywood. Yeah, right. This yeah. thing had, it was so thick that you couldn't, you couldn't, cr- you could hit it like a crash and it yeah. would just go gong, <laughs> you know? So you knew it, I was, there was all my stick definition. Your arms is going Yeah, off. yeah, exactly. You vibrated. The symbol did it. You know, it was the Chuck Norris of symbols. You know? It plays you, buddy. So, so you, uh, uh. You'd hit the bell, and the bell was crazy. It was amazing. It was like a fire engine bell. So everything was great, except that it just didn't build, and it was loud. And this was when I was in Tiles. So we play that show with with Kansas, and Phil Ehart, the uh, the Kansas drummer, who's amazing, super, super nice guy, he comes up by my kit during sound check, and he's like, oh, my God, you got got an earth ride? You got a brilliant finish earth ride? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, Dude, I got a 22 inch on my kit right now, and he goes, "My sound man hates me. Our producer hates me. That's that symbol is so loud. We we can't we can't control it in the studio. It just bleeds over through. It just it just bites over everything." He goes, "I love it. I love it. I'm never gonna let it go. It's my favorite symbol." He goes, "I can't. You're like the only other drummer I've ever seen out here. This that's bad. I was just like, yeah. I felt like vindicated. Kindred spirits. Yeah. Oh yeah." Kansas is the shit. That's badass. You got to oh, fucking play with those guys, man. Yeah. One of my top three bands named after a city or state. Yeah? <laughs> Without question. 
How long is that list? <laughs> there's only <laughs> other Chicago, yeah. there's Boston, yeah. you know. So. And, and Kansas. Yeah, yeah, coincidentally, Kansas. Kansas. Notable others, notable others. <laughs> so they, uh, w- well, with Tiles, we were lucky enough to play with, uh, we, we were getting better gigs because um, that was like, as far as playing on a label, you know, we were signed to Magna Carta for a little while. We were signed to Inside Out, and and the label mates that we had were uh, yeah. Mike Portnoy's solo yeah, stuff was on Magna Carta. So, so we were we were getting some pretty good gigs and yeah. pretty good opportunities. And then the the Dream Theater tour came from that because Mike's yeah. solo Didn't stuff. You play in Europe, yeah, or something yeah. yeah. We went uh, Jordan Rudess's first uh, set of shows because they had just done Scenes from a Memory, yeah, and they were going out to tour, and they were like. Mike got a hold of us and he's like, yeah, I know you guys are recording on, uh, uh, my, my solo stuff is on the, is on Magna Carta. Right. Um, would you guys be interested in doing like a leg of shows in like, Europe? Nah. We're, oh, we're man. tuning up. Yeah. I mean, it was weird. I, we, we've that. still got the yeah. email. You know, it's like, <laughs> got to frame that bad boy. Up. It was just like, it was like, so he asks us and I was just like, when and where, I mean, yeah. let's just do this. You know? And we did, we, uh, we, we went and, uh, we played these venues that I would never have I, I mean, I, I may never, ever play something like that again. Yeah. I tell my son, you know, you, you may have a lucrative big time career or you may have a couple of little shots yeah. in your life that, that you'll never forget. And like, you know, that was just, I, my band gets sick of me, you know, talking about it, like, you know, but it's just one of those things that's always, it's worth mentioning, you know, to be able yeah. to go on the road and, and to, to warm up a band and every show sold out. Yeah. You know, and it's all pretty- you have to do is just do your part. Uh- <laughs> Don't screw up. Don't try to do too much. Those guys are going to do plenty. Yeah. You know, yeah. everybody's there to see those guys. So just do your job, you know. Yeah. And that, we opened up for Judas Priest at State Theater. And that was when uh, nice. with Ripper Owens. That okay. was that one the, when yeah. Rob just came out. Yeah. And Ripper came in. And I think it was one of the first. Show, I think actually MTV might have even been there. Um, but that was at the back when it was a state theater yeah. before it was the Fillmore. And, yep. and so we played there and we double booked ourselves that night. As a matter of fact, that's a funny story, but we played there. We opened for Judas Priest and tiles. Like I said, we got compared to rush. So you got to think a band like rush, like Prague, not heavy, but Prague. Sure. Opening up for quite possibly the three piece, the right? Godfathers, uh, well, bass, drum, vocal guitar, you know? Okay. So okay. it was like, everybody had their own thing. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, like everybody wants to see Judas Priest be Judas Priest, and here we are, you know, coming up we're with our rush you know, with our with our rush vibe, you know, and we're like, we're gonna play the heaviest stuff we have. And we all looked at each other and went, we don't, we don't have any heavy. <laughs> we, we have a couple of heavy sections in certain parts of the songs, but really, we don't really have heavy stuff, you know. And we talked with the guys after sound check, and they were all super. And Scott Travis is an absolute monster drummer yeah oh my god and he's like a million feet tall right, right and right. uh and uh so we what happened was is we had we had booked that show and then we booked a show back in mount clemens and because we had a band from ohio that were coming up we had we had done a show with them down in ohio and then we said as a favor we'll book a show in michigan so you can get you some michigan exposure and then you can come up well it was the same night so we uh, pack up yeah. real quick this big ass party, this big show that Judas Priest is about to put on. We leave. We're out the back door, gone. We rush to 
Mount Clemens to do this show, there's like 13 people there. <laughs> so we go from a sold out, sold Free out show, show at the State Theater and run out so that we can headline the show. And we promised these guys a good time. Yeah, you yeah. know, we should have just had them come to meet us at, at you know, at the, uh, the State Theater. Yeah. But yeah, that's like, oh, that, that was a tough pill to swallow. We like we could be there. Professional right now. Yeah, duty, though. Yeah, right? you yeah. We took it for the team, and I, I don't, don't want to tell you where we took it. <laughs> well, I don't hung out with the priest for sure. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I grew up loving Priest. I, yeah. I, I, they're one of my all-time favorite bands, and Hell I was just yeah. like, I'm right there. I'm on stage. I'm opening for one of my favorite all-time yeah, bands. Yeah. But again, and it was, it was, it was a no-brainer. You know, we knew we had to go. We and we were like rushing because we were like, we gotta, we gotta be there. Mm-hmm. So the professional side of us was like, Dude, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then in hindsight, though, it was just like, oh god, I what know. an absolute debacle! Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, what a horrible, horrible night. You know, and playing in front of his, uh, uh, having the opportunity to play in front of the the bands that I played with, like when back in the the old days, there was a club called the Ritz in Roseville. And uh, that club used to always get all these great bands, you know, um, King's X. I mean, I played with King's X a couple of times, but nice. but they would I have love a, King's X. Man. I love, 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 love that. David Lee Roth actually played there during his later solo when his yeah. solo career was starting to like almost bowling alleys and state farm, <laughs> you know, state fairs and whatnot. But he, uh, it, you know, they, they would have bands, up and coming bands before they were great. And then bands on their slide sure. or bands that are just, you know, hey, they're just long in the tooth and they're just yeah. looking to, you know, get a. So we played with Night Ranger. We played with nice. Blue Oyster Cult. We Hell played, yeah. you know, all these bands. And we after, saw Blue Oyster Cult at Rib Fest. Oh, yeah, and again, they were really cool guys and they were yeah. just doing their songs. And, yeah, yeah. you know, that was it, you know. <clears throat> with uh, uh, with ISD, I played with, uh, gosh, we played with a handful of nationals. We've toured. You know, with these bands from Europe and stuff like that, and and I tell you my play kid, with Fates Warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I play with oh, Fates Warning. Love those guys. A couple times we oh, yeah. we toured with Fates. Um, we uh, we play with Pain of Salvation from Sweden. They were yes, oh my yeah, yeah. Jesus. Tony introduced me to uh, their uh, bass player. Yeah, I don't think he's still their bass player. No, Gustav. Yeah, yeah, he's. Uh, uh, they got another guy now, but um, I don't even know if they're actually working with a bass player now. Or something. I can't remember if they they were yeah. just playing with a track or something that they were doing some shows. Oh, I don't know. Okay. But Gustav Gustav played with Mashuga for a little while too. Oh, holy oh, shit! Nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a. Uh, My son pointed that badass, out to me. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, Gustav was in Mashuga. I'm like, what? You know, so when when they were uh uh they were in town, we we were open for him at the Token. Yeah. Um, and uh, Gustav is like one of the last. That was the last tour with Gustav. And I wanted my son to meet him. So I brought my son to the show and he had a chance. He, he was giddy because my son was just getting into Meshuggah. Right, right, right. And so he, he got a chance to meet all these guys and hang out. And he Hell was just yeah. like one of the dudes. Um, but we, we, uh, we also played with a band called King Crow. Um, and then we played with another, all these European bands that were coming over. Right. Dude, they, these guys are so good. I They're know. so yeah. organized. They're so rehearsed. They're yeah. so, I mean, and they're professional they don't have that. I mean, there's like an American. Yeah. I'm a much bigger fan in general of it seems like as far as metal and prog and stuff, everything that's out of Europe. I'm not, I don't really love American metal like at all. I'm I, not really into it. I can't even all. think of a lot of American <laughs> prog cats that I would, that I really would fall yeah, over listening to. No. But that, I mean, Tool, obviously, 
that's a it's a weird yeah. prog you know what i mean that's that, yeah that style <laughs> of prog is like tools its own thing yeah there. it's like tool i don't know you tools, don't call, tools tool yeah it's tools, like half tool. atmospheric yeah. half yeah yeah because i like I, I i i'm recent spotify guy and so i like i like picking a band and I like to see what Spotify lines up yeah. from, from other people's yeah. input. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great And I'm hearing these songs, team. and I'm like, dude, that's Tool. That's mm-hmm. Tool. I look oh, at my phone. Yeah. That ain't Tool. There's so I'm like, really? Uh, Are you that? I mean, literally. So if many I, Tool ripoffs. If I, what yes, that? that's what that's I mean. So I felt bad. Including because, everything I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Myself included. 100%. And even like, unapologetically even like, so. Even like Chevelle, you know, yeah. I'm trying to think of bands that have had like big hits. You know, they're like a big band. Like they started off like it was very like there, there was a certain era of like late 90s 2000s where vocalists especially were all doing a maynard yeah which which oh which i don't hate obviously he's my favorite singer so sure uh i prefer that and over some other things but like they're you know just like everything the band a lot of pinched noses up there on stage (laughs) a lot of this going on yeah we just saw fucking uh (laughs) pussifer his other band we just saw them a couple what was only a month ago how is that band i'm a huge fan it's Scott, our guitar player, is a big fan it's, of that. Yeah, band. it's a it's, again, it's a unique experience. It's ha- Pussifer is half comedy show, half music. Okay, that's what I yeah. thought. Because I saw a YouTube video, show. Yeah. and so I was great. just like, I know what yeah. in the hell? Yeah. There's a poster right there. It's a Pussifer poster. Yeah, right it's like seeing it live. It's almost as it's just entertainment is the yeah. classification. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's is like that, not, should you? Yeah. Is it something that should be seen? More oh, than yeah. heard, or yeah, or, or, the, the or, records are great. There's great songs, but definitely like the live show is yeah. like because it's not just it's not just him. There's another singer, the the Karina Round. Yeah, and it's then a girl, right? Yeah, yeah. so yeah. there's kind of co lead singers, and then like a whole band, and like uh, it's there's actors and video and right. the whole set a production. And and it's a big production. Yeah, it's, it's definitely about being wacky, and there's inside jokes, and like he's fucking making fun of actresses and making fun of himself and yeah. like, you know, it's wearing just costumes fun, man. It's and just all a that. fun right. show to see. Now, what, what, music's do you, great. what do you think of A Perfect Circle? Oh, I love A Perfect Circle. There's your Perfect Circle poster. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it turns out this room Starting is Starting to see a trend here. Right? Fucking, yeah. yeah I, the Maynard shines yeah. just around <laughs> the corner. Uh, the altar of Maynard. That's where we all yeah. just stand and yeah. we're all silhouettes and we, we all just talk to each other. usually that at the first intermission, you know. Do you we all? talk to the backs of each other at that point. I'm a huge, uh, huge Maynard fan. And it's, it's because I love the songs. It's not because... You know, like, I don't know. I always make this analogy about, like, sports fans that get, like, like Lions fans in particular. I don't know if you're a Lions fan, but I always joke around about Lions fans are, like, if my favorite band was some band that went on stage and sucked every single night, <laughs> but I still made them my favorite band. That's still band. my band, That's God still damn it, my yeah. favorite band. You know, Ugly Kid like, Joe is touring. I'm that, just no, saying. Just <laughs> that. I saw that. I saw that. They're coming. They're coming to Detroit. Don't sleep on Ugly Kid Joe now. But there's... So what I'm saying is, though, the, the reason why touring is my favorite band is because I love the songs and the playing. It's, right. it's not an arbitrary like I just picked them and that's my thing. Oh, it's real it's, smart. You know, it's they, real smart music. If they sucked and like you know they were still coming out with garbage or, or Danny Carey started blowing goats on yeah. stage, like. <laughs> I wouldn't be into it, you know what I mean? But yeah. that hasn't happened. And he right. bumped into Maynard at a checkers one time, <laughs> yeah. getting a double burger. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. been a fan ever I'm since. I'm totally blown now. <laughs> so, so I got a question. Hey, you hey, been, oh, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. 
So you said you played with a ton of huge bands. It sounds like. Have you ever been, or what was like the most intimidated you've been going on opening up for a band? Have you ever just been kind of shitting your pants up there, just like I don't want to fuck up in front of X Y Z yet? <laughs> yeah, um, and I tell this story ad nauseum, but you know I'll tell it again. The uh, during the Dream Theater tour, we looked at all of the uh, all the venues, and and a lot of the venues were, you know, again when you're in Europe, you just assume that you know. Dream Theater, God, they're huge. We're going to be playing like all these huge venues. And most of them were, you know, state theater-ish. Yeah. You know, which is yeah. a good, don't get me wrong. Oh, I'm, not, nice I'm, place, not, yeah. I'm not pissing on that. But, yeah, it's but I'm just thinking, theaters, God, it's Dream Theater. Yeah. You know, we're going to be playing arenas. And, and it that was would like, have been what, in the 2000s? That was, well, whenever Scenes from a Memory came out, that would have been, yeah, it, was, it was right around 2000. Yeah. yeah, it was. It yeah. was right, it was 99. Yeah. 99, end of right. 99. Because I remember it was, uh, we were all waiting to turn off our computers. You know? <laughs> uh, and uh, it was in just after October. So it was just, it was, yeah, it's just in winter. Right. Winter was Fuck, just that's starting. that's fucking classic, man. So we went and one of the, because uh, I remember the name, it was called the Fila Forum in, in uh, Milan, Italy. And I just remember thinking, Forum, the Fila Forum, it sounds like a, big joint mm-hmm. like everything else had a yeah you like oh that's a hall or that's uh-huh. a hall and it was they were mostly there were halls there was one it was a it used to be a slaughterhouse and they made it into it was uh there was one that was where they did cattle mar- uh cattle uh sales and stuff yeah. no no it was where they did them <laughs> where it, they, are they all slaughterhouses uh, <laughs> yeah yeah every venue that's, in europe's just all they have over there i don't know what the hell the deal was <laughs> You know, it was, either, it was either a music hall or a slaughterhouse. All these metal bands forged yeah. in the fire of fucking slaughterhouse. When they sell cattle, they... Uh, uh, An auction? Yeah, like, so it's, it's a massive, yeah. like, hangar. Yeah, yeah, You know, and that was like, that was uh, the Netherlands. Uh, I think it was called the Isel Hall or something like that. And I thought, man, this place is freaking humongous, but it looks like an airplane hangar. It doesn't look like a venue. Right. You know, so we get... The bus goes through the Alps, and then we come out, and and then we see the Fila Forum, and it's like it's like pulling up to the old Silverdome. Yeah, like oh, Jesus. Yeah. And I'm like, oh god, this is <laughs> this is the show, this is the one. You know, like I can't believe this. We get in there, and and we're wandering around the venue, and this place is just huge. And we get in, and sh- and sure as shit, it, it's it was like a like a Kobo Hall, yeah, you know, type yeah, place. Yeah. And the people, as soon as the doors open, the people start just gushing into the place, and I'm like, <sighs> <laughs> so that's the night that we are on side stage, and we know the place is just loaded, and the the pre show music is going on that the that the guy always plays every night, and then the lights go off, and you know that how many times you've been in the crowd and the lights go off. It's showtime. It's time to go. So you start going crazy. Oh yeah. So here we are on side stage and the lights go out and the, and the, everybody goes crazy. And it's like you, like all of a sudden your heart like literally goes from like 130 to about 180. Well, it's a palpable like, feeling. Like, I can't even is. imagine performing it's, for that. Yeah. You can't, you, until you're there, nothing feels like that right. ever. So you go on stage, you think you've gone on stage, you don't even know where you're at, you're just, your feet are floating, you, a guy's got a uh, flashlight, so you're just following the dude, right? yep. you know, and, and you really, you got to find that, that spot that you're comfortable with. So you get behind your kit, and that's your, that's your home away from home, and that's your bedroom, and so once you sit down, you know, yeah. now I can exhale, uh-huh. and now it's like, 
you know, you're starting to kind of see a little bit of the, the crowd and then, and then they, you know, they start yeah. bringing the lights up and, and they're like, you know, they know so much. It's not like they care about you so much because you're the opening band, but they know that the sooner you're done, the sooner dream theater comes on. So they're just excited. You know, there's the excitement in the air. Now, again, song number one, you know, and what I used to do at the end of the first song, I would throw my stick up in the air. There was a quick break and I would, I had been doing this for years and uh, the song was called Patterns. And at the very end, there's a quick break. Dun, 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 dun. And I would throw my stick up in the air. As soon as I catch it, we would hit. We would do the big ending. Yeah. Our, our light guy, Derek, <laughs> he, he didn't know that I had been, like he wasn't really paying attention that I was doing this. So some nights he would like kill the lights. So I'd throw the stick up in the air and he'd kill the lights, <laughs> you know? And when you're these lights, like a forum oh, yeah, light yeah, setup, yeah. you're almost half blind. Blasting you right in the face. And then, it just and then goes it's the last that. bit of the song, you know, the adrenaline's going like crazy. So I throw the stick up in the air and the lights go out. <laughs> oh man. And I can just see the glistening of the stick <laughs> as it's coming down. And I've done this a million times. So I know where it's coming. I catch it. And then the lights come back on and we do the big hit. And I'm like, I was so mad because I was like, no one saw that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that was my first big trick of the night and nobody saw it. So I do this to, to Derek because he's out in the, in the middle of the crowd. But this, doesn't occur to me that there's 3,000 people. Other people. <laughs> you got some six six Swede named Sven out there. Going, hey, what the fuck, buddy? I'm like, oh my God, I couldn't believe it. We're starting to get people flipping us back. You know? And I'm like, That's, that, that was my fault. You know, my, my anger took over and it was just, but... What I would do is I would do that. I don't know if you ever, uh, you know, if you're ever at a show or if you're ever, you know, at a big show and you're you're like, you're feeling a little bit of the nerves. I I like to do something way over the top to to just settle myself. You know, like I, I don't even care if it works. I just need to do it. And if I drop it, I drop it. If I don't, I don't. Cool. But I, I, I need to know that, I, that I'm crazy enough to try that. Because that okay. way it just settles me down. You know, it's like, right. dude, you just pulled that off. You can fucking, you know, this, the rest of this set. Or if I drop it, eh, you dropped it. Big deal. Laugh and, it off. Yeah, nothing grab happened. A beer. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. So it's just, it's my icebreaker for myself. So um, as the show went on, I mean, it, it, it felt great. Everything felt great. And with every song, we were getting the crowd more and more into us, you know, there were more, more yells, more arms raised, less fingers raised. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, um, I get a, a drum break in a song called another's hand where I, I get to do it really as long of, uh, it's not a drum solo. It's just a drum break, but it's free form. So I can really do anything I want. And then when I finish, I do, uh, there's a, uh, like a cue a that cue I do fill. to bring the band yeah. back in. Yeah. So I can go as long as I want. Well, this is the biggest point. I may have gone a little bit longer than I generally do, but, and it's on video. Um, it's on YouTube as a matter of fact. So it's, you can hear me going and, uh, and you, the crowd starts building like near the end of it. Like I'm going and I'm like, I have to stop because my drumming ego will, if I start hearing this, I will, I'll <laughs> just keep right on playing till the cows come home. You know, full pert 15 yeah. minutes. Oh my God. I swear to God, it was like, I think even Chris said something, you know, like, like, dude, you were, you would have probably gone longer if you'd have heard them. You should have heard how loud they were starting to get like loud. And I was like, I didn't hear. It. And then we finally got, this is back when nobody had phones. This is, we still did the little eight yeah, millimeter yeah, yeah. camera. So we didn't get a chance to proof any of this stuff until like later. So my friend had got a really nice recording of it. And 
And you can see, I mean, people were starting like really, and I'm just like, yeah. dude, I didn't hear any of that. Oh, <laughs> you know, I, was just like, I was just so in the moment, you know. It and I'm so like, but it was great. And we got done playing. And then next thing you know, I'm starting to throw all these sticks out to fans and stuff. And I had only brought so many sticks. You know, I, I did. Yeah. I, I brought a lot, but here get, I, I was so greedy. Geek. Oh my god, I was so geeked. Man. I was throwing all my sticks out. Yeah. yeah. And my, the next night, you're like, "Fuck!" My buddy Mike, uh, Mike Marzal. We had two guys in the crew, Derek and Mike. And Mike's like, "How many sticks do you have left?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, you got a whole tour, bro." This is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, go I mean, thankfully, it was, it was about two thirds of the way through the tour, and I was just like, "Shit, I gotta stop throwing sticks out, man." Because people were like, "Dude, I'll take one." I'm like, "Grab me a brand new one," you know? I'll chuck that to him. I'm like, "Dude." You know, they don't grow. Well, actually, they do grow on trees. But, you know, what I mean? that's, a, that's a whole side thing. Find yourself in a Swedish bank and yeah. give hand jobs just to buy the next yeah. stuff for the next I'm night. going to do whatever it takes. <laughs> I don't have an endorsement. This I is one of the problems. 747s. I but can't play yeah, without the, them. The, the tile show in Milan would be absolutely. It's still it's still fresh in my head. That's badass, man. Standing that's there awesome. and when the, when the lights go out and, and wow. I mean, yeah. just all of a sudden you're three feet taller and. Hell you yeah, know, man. Yeah, it's cool. All right, let's take a break because I want another drink. Me too. Cool. Yeah, my mic, my mic stand sucks. Fuck this mic stand. I gotta get something. I'm new. not a kick drum. <laughs> really reaping the benefits of this bad boy over here. This yeah, thing. you got that. Yeah, look at that the counter million pound bass. Real, real good quality American. Uh, I'm gonna move my stuff closer to my face so I don't yeah. have to keep reaching. Get right in there. Adjust it however you want, man. Um, we were just talking up there a little bit. I wanted to talk to you uh, about your setup a little bit. So this is going to be a little bit drum nerdy here. Oh, but, yeah. Um, okay. So first of all, I love your setup. Thank you. Your setup's fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> as I'm sure you can, too, I can always tell how good a drummer's going to be by their setup. Well, you hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, most of the time. It's a, pretty good, it's a pretty good bet. I can yeah. tell by their setup how good they're going to be. Some some drum sets are like fake boobs, you know. <laughs> like they look great until you talk to the girl. This is gonna be a long night. Um, what are your drums? What are uh, what's the brand? I was I wasn't really right now. I'm playing PDP. Um, the the actually I used to play the X7 Maples. Now I'm playing the Fusion or the uh, is it the Fusion Maples? The, there it's it's an older drum kit. So I it's like I'm I keep looking at the the PDP. Line. I'm trying to get an endorsement with PDP right now. As a matter nice, of fact, man. But they're yeah. the maple. They're they're the maple shell uh, PDPs. Um, I got them um, from a buddy of mine, uh, Danny Kendall, who played with. Uh, I'm trying to remember the bands that he played with. But we played with him a handful of times. And 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 actually, I saw the kit, and then I heard he was uh, Tony and I heard he was getting rid of it. And we were like, dude, we need that kit. That yeah. kit would be so badass. Yeah. So uh, Tony picked it up, and then I bought it off of Tony. And then the drum kit that I had, I sold to, to my son, Dominic. So both of us are playing PDPs. Yeah. Um, but this one is the, uh, uh, it's the double kicks, um, which I've, had, I've wanted for a while. And the funny thing about playing double kicks is that I actually use a double pedal. I know. That was the first thing the, we ever talked about, yeah. if you remember yeah, talking on Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you were asking yeah. why, why I do that. Yeah. And, and uh, Fate's Warning. Uh, yes. He was my yeah. first example. Was The first person I ever saw do that was Kenny Jones on the uh, Eminence, I think it was the Eminence Front video by The Who. And he had a double bass kit, and they showed a back shot, and there was no kick yeah. pedal on the left kick. It was a double pedal on the right. And I'm like, mm -hmm. why would he do that? And then I never had a double kick pedal or never, I never had a double kick kit. 
since I was a kid, I had an old Tama set that I had, you know, double or uh, single pedals for. And I always thought if I ever get a double bass kit, it's going to be single pedals because you don't want that, you know, that, that, that there's a better vibe and and it's true. All of it's true. But then I'm, I'm on tour with, uh, with Fate's Warning and Bobby Jarzenbeck is like an absolute, one of my favorite drummers, absolute beast. And I get behind his really beautiful DW kit and I'm like, dude, you got a double pedal? (laughs) He's like, Mike, one kick drum always going to sound the same yep and uh it's just that much easier to deal with you know i can play whatever i want um it just works better that way for me it just works better and i go then why the double kick kit he goes because it looks bad it looks cool cool. yeah hell yeah sign me up Uh (laughs) and that was it so that that was why because i was um i was seriously considering going you know the single pedals and then i thought (sighs) Because we're not rich and famous and we're not playing the biggest clubs in the world, sometimes yeah, you gotta I, have may, a fucking drum I may have to, to downsize. What, what if I have to downsize my kit? Yeah. I got to play a single kick tonight. It's like, oh, yeah. man. Well, you know, so if I always play a double kick pedal, I know that I can always downsize that kit right. depending on what we ran into. Well, unfortunately, I've, I have built this kit into a corner. Which means that it's never going to be smaller. Yeah, <laughs> you know, know what I mean? I mean? You got like, the whole I've, rack. I have set it really. up now where it is the cage. Yeah. So I could, at any time, I could just go ahead and do that. But I love I love knowing that my kick drums are always going to be perfect. Yeah. They're always yeah. going to sound perfect. All yeah. my double kick patterns are going to sound right. perfectly fine. Right. Um, the only problem is, I don't know if you do this, uh, I'm guilty of leaving a kick drum beater oh, against God. the head. I'm, I'm not one of those guys that can that can pull it off and leave it dude, you know, like hanging. You know what I'm talking about? 1,000% I know what you're talking <laughs> okay. about. So if you use a double kick pedal, yeah. that affects it because one kick pedal is like sitting yep. there against yep. the head at yep. all times. Yep. You know? Yeah. That's why the response and shit's so much better when you do. And I've never owned a double kick kit. Well, uh, yeah. That's what you have to, that's what you have yeah. to weigh. The, yes. That, that. Now, does it feel better with two kicks? Absolutely. With two yeah. kick pedals. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Yeah, There's, yeah. It, you can leave one against it, both of them against, doesn't matter. You're not hurting anything. But so that's the one thing that you really have to be aware of, uh, is when you do that. Now I, I'm a huge Simon Phillips fan and Simon plays heel down a lot. And, uh, and he's got those massive 24 inch kick drums and nice. they sound like cannons. But if you watch him play, it's like, like virtually right, like right. no motion and that kick, the beaters are always off. Yeah. Because he's letting yeah. those heads resonate. Yep. He's letting them, letting them breathe. And yep. you're like, how yep. does he get that sound? Well, he's playing yeah. perfectly and he's playing, he's yeah. playing technically perfect. Yeah. Do you play technically perfect? No. Yeah. That's why you're never going to sound like that. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> dude, I'm so bad about the fucking leaving like the left beater stuck on the yep. head and like, yep. and like, it's not really a problem until you're recording is right. when it really becomes a, a problem. And it's almost like it's something a lot of like I didn't really even know I was doing it. Right. You know, and right. so and it's like, fuck, man, that's definitely a thing. Until you zero out that kick track. Uh-huh. And it's like and uh, you're hearing you're hearing these little bounces and you're like, what the hell is that? And you're like, I know what it is. I used to do that with my snare drum. And I didn't catch this until we were we did a drum playthrough for a song called The Knife. Or no, wasn't The Knife. It was the the intro to a song called Breaking Through that we it was on our first album with ISD. And I was recording it, and we put mics everywhere, and we put cameras everywhere. 
Was and that the recent one? Like no, this is way back. Okay, okay. This is way back. Because you did a recent one at a Yeah, club, with a song but... called Fledgling. Okay, yeah. Yeah, which I, and again, and. That was what I was talking to you knowing about. Knowing that. I was watching you yeah. do that thing. And I was like, why do you have two kick drums? Right, Because right. I had never really heard anybody doing this. Yeah. And it does make sense. It, like, it's yeah. really common, actually. Yeah. A lot of people I bet, do. I yeah. bet. No, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. again, the sound, sound guy. I mean, yeah. I, I played yeah. shows. I played shows. I've listened to shows where you're like, yeah. what in the fuck is going I mean, yeah. dude. Yeah. I, I, here's an even better example. Tommy Aldridge on the Pat Travers album called Crash and Burn. The famous song, Snort and Whiskey. Get that song. Listen to it. And when you you can hear double bass yeah, parts. Yeah. And it doesn't even sound like the left kick drum right, is right. mic'd. Yeah. It's a, I mean, uh, it's so off balance. Uh, it's horrible. Yeah. And I'm like... That's why. Exactly. You know, yeah, why, yeah. I don't know why I play like double kick bell. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, right. listen to this song. That's what oh, I'm saying. I totally get that. Like, you, you don't have a, like, you need to have a drum tech who can tune your shit, that, or you need yeah. to have the time that you can tune yeah. your two kick drums the same. Yep. And yep. you need to have a sound guy, like you're saying, that can manage that. I mean, you're going to roll up at a club. They don't even have two kick drum mics. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't even exist. Exactly. So like, and with know? a bigger kit, uh-huh. you're going to, su- you, you go, all right, well, I'm going to have, I got two kick drums. All right, well, I, that's going to take up a channel. So now I'm going to double mic yes. this time, this time. I'm yeah, going to double yeah, mic. Yeah. I mean, I, I. They're already like, dude, your fucking kit won't even fit dude, in this room. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty comical. I mean, I'm at, at, I'm at the age where I, if I really wanted to be, I could be like this really jaded old dude, you know, but I've got. I've got my kit, and I, I don't have to justify it to somebody. Yeah, you know, no, I your play, kit's I, sick, dude. I play, I love, but I, I play prog. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't yeah. bring shit that I don't hit. Yeah. If it's on yes. the kit, I'm gonna hit it tonight. Yeah. And 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 we play prog, so which yeah. means that I'm gonna hit all of it a lot. Yeah. So Mike, it. Don't ask me what I can afford to not have or what I. If, right. Dude, you're a sound man at a, at a rock and roll club. Buy some mics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm with you there. I mean, too, come on, sure. man. Yeah. You know, it's microphones like, would seem to be a reasonally important I mean, prerequisite would, yeah. if you're getting you around a fucking think, club. But you know? God, we you had played five some... toms. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I've got three, six. Three I've got, rack. And... I've got eight, ten, twelve up front. I've got a 14, 16 floor. Yeah. And then I've got the uh, I can't remember the cat's name, but he's the uh, the drummer for System of a Down. Yeah. He's got those micro timbales, the LP six nice. and eight. Yeah. Micro timbales. No, I used to play. I used to play with a with an octobon. Yeah, um, those are those are cool too. I wish they're I had cool, but tonally it didn't fit with the, uh, the with the eight inch rack. So when you came down, it was like a. It weird... It sounded yeah. weird. It just sounded like a weird drum. Yeah. I mean, an octobons they're famous for a sound. Yeah, that was not the sound I was looking for. Yeah, and then I saw somebody was selling the uh, these LPs uh, yeah. on uh, Facebook, and I was cool. like, I'll. Man, and they were cheap. Yeah, you got those up over here. Yeah, yeah. and of course they're, they're shallow, yeah. so I can put them right over the high hat. Fucking rock! They fucking oh, they dude, probably, they explode they out explode, of your head. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know what? I always my I had my I was telling you about the kit I'm selling. Yeah, there's I have two eight inch toms on that kit. One's an eight by six and an eight by eight. Yeah, I didn't make this kid i just bought it that way it's uh-huh. pre- it's preposterous uh, <laughs> but i always talk about i love that word <laughs> that, that fucking that high eight inch tom is like a laser yeah that's all i used to describe yeah it's like, it's, it's like holy yeah. fuck dude when you crank that thing up yep. it is just and i've uh, like there was the guys that when i used to play in like the marching band shit and stuff like they were like why do you want an eight inch tom and then i'd and they'd be like oh i'm like yeah yeah the eight inch tom's the secret weapon sure like if you don't have an eight you're missing the boat yeah <laughs> yeah all my time uh, any drum kit that i had prior to that was the highest drum that i had was a 10 yeah. you know That's and just, then yeah. and i could not i always wanted to get my uh-huh. i was a six is just it's almost like a 
like a stunt drum. Like you're never, yeah, really, yeah. You're not really going to use that. That's what I was doing with that you know? other eight inch. Is yeah, what I'm saying. like that just second eight inch. It was just, and I'd usually for some reason I don't know why I would do this, but I'd put a coated head on it. Yeah, I'd always use clear heads and everything else, and put a coated head because you got two eights. What are you going to do? With, you, you get, right. What are you going to fucking do? So I'm going to make one crazy. Right. So if right. I could put a, a coated head on it, crank that fucker up, and I'd tuck it down. I'd either like put it up here like you do above your hats, or right. put it down here kind of in this yeah. weird way, and that fucking thing would just be like. I don't know how to describe it, but it sounded like a laser. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, they cut through. Yeah, they cut through. When I first, I did a drum, uh, uh, when I was just first starting to set up the kit, I did a little drum thing and I put it out on Facebook and, and uh, a couple of my old drumming friends were like, dude, that's yeah. small Tom. I'm telling you, I go, man. Dude, that's eight. Like, yes. That the eight. eight. He's like, they're like, what is that? They're I go, fucking rules, I always man. wanted to go with uh -huh. an eight inch drum. It's like, I know, uh, you know, I was so, and that, that kit, believe me, that kit was, I, I tried to go Mangini with it. So I yeah. literally, I put the eight in the middle Yes. and then I went 10 to the left, 12 to the right, yeah. 14 to the left, yeah. 16 to the right. Yes. What a mistake that was. Well, Cause, okay. Cause, did you see, had, did I send you the pictures of my old kit set up that way? No. So the kit I'm talking about now, which is the kit I'm actually selling my old DW. Yeah. yeah. With the two eights, okay? So <laughs> yeah. I, I went, I did the same thing. I bought a rack, and I went full man genie, <laughs> and, and it works because of the two eights. Because the two eights, right. So you got your sanity, <clears throat> no, no, so now you're eight, and you're going down like right. this, right? And I got I got a 13 and a 14 inch. It's a huge kit. So in that way, with the two eights, it's fucking cool, and it looks cool. Yeah. And with the two eights, it's very symmetrical. Right. I played it. I I had it set up that way for close to two years. I I played it for a little while, and then I kind of just quit playing it. Honestly, dude, I, I don't I don't love it. I I went. I was just like, why did you do this? Me like, too. This is so not your style. I, I eventually broke it back down yeah. and went back. To, oh, I'm like, for okay, sure, for uh, sure. This was fun, but okay, yeah. let's set it back up. In a I real way. I did the the John Cougar <laughs> thing when uh, when. Uh, uh, um, uh, what the heck is his name? Kenny Aronoff. Yeah. He put the, he had the big Tom and then he took the smaller Tom. Yeah. And he brought it to the right. Right. Yeah. And so you're, that's like what Marco Minerman does. Too, yes. He's got no, that. he's, he's another, yeah, he's an Looney Tune. Yeah. You know, that guy's on, he's on another planet, but would you, you, you approach that with a, an old fashioned four piece drum kit mentality, snare Tom floor. This is a sound effect, Tom. You know what I mean? It, you don't think of it in terms of, you know, your standard roll around the uh, the drums, you know, snare around your toms to your floor. It doesn't have that anymore. So you, it's almost like, again, it's, it's like a, it's like a thing that's kind of fun to do. Yeah. Not like a standard five piece kit where you do that. You know, you go all the way around. This one is always going to sound weird. So now I got to, I've got to completely revamp that whole concept. And now my sticking is all screwed up. Oh yeah. I was doing a switch. Oh yeah. Doing this. I'm like, Oh, this is cool. I just go right down. I'm going to bullshit. Yeah. After like two months, you're just like, this is the dumbest idea I have ever had. Okay, Okay. I see why you're, you're the only guy that does it. You're the only guy who, who's completely committed to that kind of idiocy. 100%, and he doesn't dude. even do it anymore. No. You know? But when he had that Roto kid, I don't know if you saw when he was in with Extreme. He no. had that same setup, but with Roto Tom. That's dope. Uh, that'd be badass. That yeah. was cool. Because the cool. Rotos, you know, they take up so little space. Yeah. yeah. You know? And he had them. Um, I mean, he had that, that six inch yeah. was in the middle. Yeah. And that thing was super high, yeah, you know. Yeah. And the other Roto Six guy that I loved time. was uh, Terry Bozio back when he was <laughs> yeah. when he was in UK, and uh, he was playing a, the complete Roto kit. 
And I fell in love with the with the sound of Roto. Man, I'd love it. I'd love oh, that one so bad. I, I had a kit. My my buddy John had a kit, and it was two 24-inch Tama Kick Imperial Stars, black. And he bought Rotos, six yeah. to eighteen. Oh. It was so Dude, fun they don't to play. give those things away either, man. Yeah. I've looked into getting a set. Like I've seen a couple pop like the three yeah. set is yeah. pretty popular, you know. Yeah. Like I see them pop up, you know, and I'm like, fuck, man. Like they're Again, not, <laughs> it's similar to the to, yeah. What you got is yeah. yeah that's a great uh, because it's it doesn't compromise. they take up no space. And I love I have a set of real quote unquote timbales, yeah. and then I have two snare drums that I turned into timbales. Yeah. So like I'm a timbale fan, and so like <laughs> I love I, the sound I, of them. Me too, man. I always I, have. So love it. Like yeah. I have those set up next to the fucking uh, the congas. And shit. Now do you I got, got the timbale sticks? Yes. Like the real skinny sticks. Yeah. I, um, I need to get a new set. They're the ones, the ones I had are purple yeah. and they're like, yeah. they, they're wood and then they're painted purple. The first time I ever saw <laughs> Timbali sticks, I'm like, that's why these guys are so fast. It's the rock knocker, but it's a smaller it's version. It's really skinny yeah, and you can like version. fly, man. I'm like, that's why they're so fast. I used to, I've used those. I used to use those Timbali sticks yeah. on my e-kit too. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Because it's smaller, yep. lighter, you yep. know, it made, it worked. And they don't, yeah. they don't wear and tear those heads yeah. as yeah. bad either. Yep. So yeah. as far as, uh, the, well, you saw the rack, the rack is a pearl icon. Yeah. Um, Which I, I dig. You got to commit. Yes. The pearl. Yes. Uh, I, I Which like, I did. It works so yeah. much better, honestly, yeah. but you got to go there if yep. you're going to go there. Yep. I have a pearl rack too, but I don't got enough shit to put on it. I've considered <laughs> going to a, a Gibraltar. Yeah, right. But then I'd have to swap. I mean, God, that's yeah. a lot of hardware I'd it have is, to buy. I, but that stuff's a lot easier to come by and it's more universal. For that's sure. What, that's what I'm saying. Is For sure. Pearl. But you know what? It don't fucking work as well. The pearl, that's the whole point of going with the pearl. Exactly. It locks onto the square. Exactly. Thing. So if you're already in that, dude, I I would not fucking change. I would now, commit to all, like doing that. All of the all the symbol stands were old Yamahas back when I played Yamaha. Yeah. And my son, smartly, has already been replacing his with Gibraltar yeah. and even DW stuff. Yeah. DW is my favorite hardware would in Gibraltar. By basically. far. Yeah. By far DW. Yeah. If I could afford all DW, I would buy all DW yeah. hardware. Yeah. Without a doubt. Because I play DW pedals. I play yeah. uh, the 7000s. On really? The, uh, on the, the kick. My kick pedals are 7000s. And the hi-hat's a 3,000, because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a hi-hat stand, you know. Yeah. But the uh, I, I'm going to eventually, and then, like, my, my symbol well, that, company. Well, I wanted to ask you yeah. about that, and uh, yeah. but before I do, I also notice you're not using felts on your symbols. Correct. You're just using the fucking, I don't, I don't even know what it is, but yeah. do, do you put, are the stands come like that? Is that something you put on? They got no, the, that is a company that uh, um, I came across on Facebook. Um, in my drummer page and I saw this one guy and all they are is basically it's uh, it's like a washer with a sleeve yeah. but the sleeve is like it's like way three long. inches long yeah four inches long and what you do is if depending on the thickness of, of the actual uh, thread um, you can get one size or the other they have I think they have two different sizes for whatever the symbol stands are and you basically just get rid of everything and then yeah. you put this on it and then right. you can put on an, a, a standard felt or a rubber felt or the new foam just felt. Just on the that, bottom. Yeah, just on the bottom. Okay, and then you just put your symbol on. And when I'm watching cats like Bobby Jarzenbeck, who has like like just a, a wing nut, Simon Phillips, just a wing nut, and they're letting the symbols just swing free. And I'm like, 
I, I loved it. I always yeah. loved it because the symbols are just, it they're just sounds going. sounds good, but I don't like that wing nut sitting on top of my symbols. Well, that's like what that, I mean. You know? So I wanted something they're to They're getting get, free ones. I wanted something <laughs> to get rid of that. Yeah, yeah. And these are so tall. Yeah. That unless you actively try to like smack it from underneath. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. And it's really durable. Right. So I think they're... Uh, is it, is it like that hard plastic shit? Like that's what DW sleeves are on theirs, but you still use, yeah. you know, you still yeah. use the felt. I haven't so. even gotten close to wearing any one of these down yet. Right. You know, yeah. and my ride symbol or my crash symbol that I, that I like ride yeah, with, yeah. that's usually the first one to go because yeah. that one takes all the beating right. and my ride symbol. So I've gone all of them except for anything that I need to be somewhat stiff. Now, I guess this company makes a, uh, a ring that you can actually force down on it to hold like a china. Like there's a, yeah, yeah. If you like I've your had, china. I've had not, those on China. Yeah, yeah. So they're saying that, uh, that I can do that on that too. And I yeah. may, I may experiment. Those are cool. I had one. It's, it's, I'm sure it's a different company, but it's like, yeah, it's a spring. Yeah. I remember you the put, symbol springs. Yeah, yeah. You put your, and I, I'd only yeah. use it. We had it on a china because it's still, clamps your china down but the spring can move so right. you're not because otherwise you're going to break your fucking symbol right. that's what's going to happen you had eventually. uh you had the red and the yellow ones yes that's the, what it was and yeah. the red yep. was really flexy and the okay. yellow yeah. was was like a ride symbol right. or a china symbol yeah yeah yeah, yeah my, my those friend used those cool. yeah. they were great i have a i have a little gadget that uh the way i have it set up now is i have a, a 20 inch china way down on my low tom uh-huh. and then i have a it's like one of those you like it's like another little extender kind of like what you yep. have but it's only like yep. a four inch job or right whatever. and then i put a zill bell on there oh sure so i could fucking whack that zill bell yep. down over there and you're never gonna hit it by accident yeah, yeah. you know you only hit it when I you can't need even to hit it on purpose yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well then you know that could be another problem no, yeah, no. yeah but that that's fun that i that zill bell came with that kit that i bought my the kit i've been talking about the two eights yeah i bought the whole thing from this dude it was the early days of eBay. Now, what kind of kit was that? You see, you, you, that's a drum workshop. Yeah, it's a collector series drum workshop. Uh, it's fucking. It's a nice, nice kit. Yeah, the kick drum is a twenty by eighteen. That's nice. Okay, it is nice, but long. I, it's long. Yeah, but I don't love. I don't love the twenty. Really. It it does sound good mic'd up. I was just gonna it, say it, they're supposed to be great mic. It mic is. Kicks, it yeah. is mic'd up. It is great. When yeah. we were playing big venues, it did sound great. Tight, punchy. Like right. this kit. This kit. This guy was playing some kind of jazz fusion or something. The right. cymbals were all a custom, small, fast, tight. Oh, you bought lots the, of everything. Everything. He, so we went and bought the kit. And yeah. the, I don't know. Dude was do, going through a divorce or something, and he like so he sold us the hardware and all the a customs whole full set of a customs which i still have wow. i broke the rest but i still have the th- <laughs> i have the three splashes yeah which i still use yep uh a set of 13 inch a custom hi-hats nice. which i have as yep. my secondary hats now right which are very cool but they're not 14s or 15s sure sure um and then that 20 inch ride that i was talking about earlier yeah. which you know it's it's kind of hard to break a ride right very nice ride but it's not like what i want on my kit yeah you know like i want bigger more rock stuff like yeah. this is more like if you're playing in dave matthews band this is your kit yeah like the, oh for sure the yeah. snare i never use the snare on this kit because it's like only like four and a half inches deep right very nice snare sure sounds great when you want that sound right. drum workshops fucking great piece right? yep 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 but you know i want a six and a half inch deep fucking rock snare sure you know so sure. like so i'm somewhere in between the toms 
of this kit sound incredible. Mm -hmm. They're like the best toms of any kit we've ever had. Wow. So like, I fucking love these toms. But everything else. <laughs> yeah. But never loved it. Never toms loved are the great. Kick. Everything else sucks. Didn't uh. love the, it doesn't suck. It's I know. Just like, but it's yeah, not, I know, I know. not for you. Yeah. You know? It's just kind of like, I, I, I just got, I don't know, man. I just got fucking Jones and I getting a new drum kit sure. and specking out exactly what, because yep, yep. when you buy it used from somebody else, like I didn't get to choose the color. Sure. I didn't get to choose these different things. Right. Right. Um, I still love the kit and, and you know, it is crazy. It's a nine piece drum set, mm -hmm. you know, so you can set it up almost any configuration you sure. can imagine. Um, so I love it. But that said, you know, like I wanted to get, that's what the new one is. I wanted to get like my kind of ultimate end all be yeah. all. And with that one, the new one is 16 and 18 inch floor times. I always wanted to mess with an 18 dude, inch floor time, dude. Dude. <laughs> Bro, I I was like, because I got to playing one, one of my brother's kits is a is a thirteen. Uh, it's like more just like a rock kit with a thirteen and a sixteen. Right. right? Yep. Yep. And that sixteen here, I was like, okay, oh, okay, yeah. And so like I actually had them. Uh, I had DW custom make me quote unquote the eighteen inch uh -huh. Tom for that Vista Light kit that yeah. I got, dude. Oh fuck, man! I will never go back, dude. I mean, how that thing's got to ring like it fucking, forever. They're just oh, and it's what I love is the the. Uh, it's almost a gong bass drum. It is, it is. <laughs> you know. And what I love is because I still got the eight, so it's like I got these like nice tight, like it's an eight, ten, twelve. Yeah, great rack time. So you got the eight, and then when you're over on your floor times, right? It's fucking business time, dude. Yeah. You know, like, it's like it just <laughs> like just, flight of the concourse, bro. It's business. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> I love that. They're like the only other people that I know yeah. that know that reference. Oh, yeah, I do. I, I do love sure. those guys. I saw flight of the concourse live oh. uh, at Bonnaroo in uh, 2008. It was Bonnaroo uh, and Tool headline. Oh my god! But dude. yeah, I saw Flight of the Concord. Saw a bunch of other. I would have loved to have seen there. that. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of theirs. That yeah. uh, uh, Brett was just he just toured. Yeah, uh, he came to Chicago. I think I don't know that he came to Detroit, but I think he came to Chicago. And I was like, I I really wish I would have gone and and seen that because they're so funny, man. Oh man, it was they're a great hysterical. Show. Yeah, hysterical. Yeah. And it was that was right at the peak of that show yes. and everything. So like, yeah, yeah, we got to see the whole fucking deal live. They oh, played all man. the songs, yeah. you know, and everything, and we're hilarious on stage. It was yeah, super fun, man. <laughs> now the uh, uh, the symbols was funny because I played I played Zildjian like exclusively all my yep. life. Yep. And then I finally got to a point where I was just like, and I had, I had, uh, I'd, I'd approached them over the years for endorsements like three, three different times. And I got turned down every time. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to sweat it anymore. I'm just going to play whatever the heck I want to play. Yeah. Um, um, so I would like, if, if somebody had a really cool symbol, uh, if it was a Peisty symbol and I could add it to the kit and do something with it, fine. Um, Peisty is great. They're they just are. so expensive. But I was doing a lot of stuff with Sabian because I was working retail uh, at a place called Huber and Breeze in Frazier. Uh, it was a music store, a little mom and pop music store. It was an excellent place to work. And the markup on cymbals, actually the markup on drums in general is just insane. Yeah, for sure. So as an employee, my discount for Sabian was crazy. Nice. So I started getting into just not yeah. buying, I'm not swapping everything out for Sabian. But like if something cool came out, yeah. I would check it out. Hell yeah. I so, like Sabian too. It's oh, great. Yeah. And they're great symbols. Yeah. They're great symbols. Yeah. So the the HH series, yeah. which yeah. when it was like I loved K's, so HH was like mm -hmm. it was a natural. Um yeah. but like so I'm in a, I'm in ISD for a while 
And I'm on, you know, I got my social media thing happening. I got my drummer page. And this cat from China, like out of the blue, just like, hey, you know, would you be interested in, in checking out our, our symbols? You know, and I'm like, sure. You know, mm-hmm. like, and, and he's like, he, he goes, uh, I'll send you, uh, you know, if you're interested in something, I'll send you a price list. And I've said, yeah, at the time, like literally, I'm just trying for anybody. You know, yeah. and I'm seeing like soul tone or saluta, yeah. all these that, symbols. And I'm don't like, don't get me started on the soul tone. But, I, thing. but I'm yeah. like, I'm seeing all these symbols and I'm like, and they're all sounding good. And I'm like, you know, maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree here. You know, mm-hmm. why am I only going after the, the big guns that keep turning me down? Yeah. Why don't I just go and, and, and I'm seeing all, all these people and I'm watching their videos and I'm like, all right, I don't know who you blew to get this endorsement. <laughs> but I mean, holy crap, you can barely. You can barely do anything but look pretty. Yeah. And now you've got a, a full-blown symbol endorsement. I'm sorry, but I, if I'm, I guess, and I'm, I'm not, I don't, I'm not want to appear sexist. I mean, I've seen guy drummers that can barely play out of a paper bag. Oh, I know exactly and, what you're talking about. I'm just like, <laughs> I know, YouTube and shit right but now. I know why you're yeah. getting the endorsement. Yeah. I, I'm not kidding myself. An endorsement is to help the company sell products. So if she's helping young female drummers, you know, by pro- hey, more power to you. But to me as an old fashioned, I worked really hard on my craft to be good and you're not, you know. Yeah, so I thought, you know what? I'll just do it the old fashioned way. Fine. I'll just, you know, if somebody approaches me. So this guy Nicholas Zhang from China uh sends me this price list and I'm looking at it going, "Oh man, this reminds me of my old Sabian days." Yeah. And I'm like, "You know what? I was telling my talking to my son. I said, "I'm going to I'll I'll have them send me out a symbol, you know, and I was really looking for, oddly enough, a ride symbol, yeah, you know, oh yeah, right. because that's I'm super picky like you. Same. That's what you do. A I'm lot like, of it's the ride. If you can yeah. get me a ride symbol that I like, uh-huh. I'm your guy because yeah. everything and, else is going to be cheaper than a ride. So ride symbols yep. are always the most expensive symbol for on the goddamn sure. thing. So I'm like, I want a 20 inch. I'm looking over all the symbols. I'm checking out the YouTube videos. And this Dragon series is kind of like the A Custom. You know, uh, it's, uh, it's a high polished symbol. It sounds really good. I'm yeah. watching the videos. So I asked the guy for a, uh, I want a Dragon Ride 20 inch. And he sends it to me. And it's, again, it's dirt cheap. So I was, I was totally cool with it. And I got it and I put it on my stand and I went to go play it. And it sounded like an old fashioned jazz ride symbol. Mm-hmm. Like almost no bell. Yeah. And and immediately opened up as soon as I touched it, it opened up like a, like a good old fashioned jazz. And I'm like, this is exactly what I did not want. <laughs> right, you know, right, like, right, and, I, yeah. and I'm thinking we obviously have a miscommunication here. I'm dealing with a salesman, yeah, and it's, he probably doesn't savvy that much, you know, English. And and I bought, uh, you know, like the first step in buying this symbol uh, from Arboria was was this. But then I thought, well, wait. I laid into it mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh man, this sounds like a big, dark, ugly crash. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, I, I think I can salvage this thing, you know? So I went and, uh, cause Tony, Tony, uh, uh, Piccoli from uh, ISD, he, he programs a lot of drum stuff and he program his drum program tones. He's got this one really big sounding symbol that he's used on a lot of different songs. And I'm like, dude, I finally have that symbol, you know, because normally it's not my wheelhouse to have that type of symbol. So I put it way back in the corner over the floor, Tom. Yeah. Low symbol, low, low uh-huh. drums. Yeah. And I, and yeah. I used it for a crash for the longest time. And then he calls, he, he contacts me. Uh, and I, I'm like, I, there, I'm not going to order another ride symbol from you until we have our English language thing figured out. You know, I'm, I'm, I can't do this anymore. And he calls me, uh, 
or he, he texts me on Facebook and he's like, listen, um, somebody from America ordered two crash symbols from the, the, the AP line, which is like the old standard A Zildjian. Yeah. They're not brilliant finished. They, right. It's just a standard. Right. He goes, he's, he ordered two 18 inch crashes. He doesn't want them. Would you be interested in them? And I'm like, how much? And he shoots me this like ridiculous price. Like, like you could never pass it up. Price. Right, right, right. You know, and I told my son, I go, what do you think? And he goes, just get them. Just get them. And if they, if, even if they don't even sound good, dude, you can't beat that price. So I get them. They sound beautiful. Yeah. And now I'm like back in. Are those what you're playing up yeah. here? Yeah. And I'm back yeah. in the, back in the game, you know, with this, with this guy. So now I'm like, all right, listen, cause I've gone on their videos and I've heard guys playing some of their, their, and the, and it's crazy. Cause there'll be a guy from Russia like Arborea, Russia, or Arborea, Venezuela. Like, they're right. all over the, the world. Yeah. And these guys are playing the cymbals, and I'm hearing what I want. So I know they can make it, you know what I mean? But it's a cymbal company. So you know what I mean? You buy six, you, I could buy five, they're all six teenage <laughs> A-Zildjian thin <laughs> yeah. crashes and hit every one of them, and you'd swear to God, they were all, you'd know they were all five different cymbals. Yep. So it's that, it's that guessing game. And and they're coming from China, dude. I can't play them. Yeah. I can't go to the yeah. store and A-B them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, You know? So I just get what I get. But, again, I'm okay with that. Yeah. So I've been ordering splash symbols and, like, the yeah. A-Custom splashes, which are just... That, Those are my... I love them. They're love the greatest uh-huh. line of splash symbols ever made. The Agreed. A-Custom splashes. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> the only second place would be the Pearl... Or the the, the Peisty Signature Series splashes. They those Those ones are amazing. But I'm like... You know what? I know I can get these cheap, these little symbols. Gosh, if those that that big symbol costs only that much, then so I had him send me uh, six, eight, ten, yeah, a set of uh, of chinas or uh, splashes, and I get those, and sure enough, they sound they sounded yeah. really nice. Yeah, the six and the eight, the six sounded like literally like you were hitting a tambourine. Mm-hmm. It was just you know just exactly what that old meal. Yeah, you know that you know when he would play it. Um, so I got those. And like he gets, I think he gets frustrated with him because he, he thinks that I'm just going to start buying like the world, you know, uh, and then I'll like go for like a year and not, and not, <laughs> you know, yeah, we'll yeah. Get a, uh, dude, I thought we had a, I thought we had something here, <laughs> you know? So he, uh, uh, and then recently now I just ordered a 10 and 12 inch splash and an 18 inch dragon crash. And the great okay. thing about those dragon crashes is they do have a dark, a naturally darker tone. Mm-hmm. So I took out the, the ride, it was a bit big for a crash cymbal. I don't play crash cymbals at 20 inches, you know. Yeah. I've got a friend, a friend of mine, Carl, who loves that kind of crap. He's, I, I he would, plays a 24-inch ride, too. I would you like know? to have a 19-inch yeah. crash, yeah. but I don't want to go any bigger than that. I mean, that, that, that dude, fun. Meshuga, Thomas Hockey from Meshuga, yeah. like, his... Two of he's got two ride symbols as crashes. Yeah, so does the guy from Deftones has yeah. that that twenty inch A custom ride that yeah. I have. That's his that's crash. That's his crash. Ride he puts it up here, and that's what he rides yeah. on. That's that Deftones. Dude, that fucking, blows my mind. I know man. it's that same symbol I got. Crazy. <laughs> and again, like uh, Josh Freeze with the perfect circle. Uh, Those guys. I mean, when your kit is laid out like that, I'm down. But my kit is so tonally top to bottom yeah that i need that top to bottom symbol yeah i can't i can't be dealing with 18 19 or i'm sorry like 19 20 21 and 22 inch crashes yeah, yeah. first of all that's a lot of Those geography are, yeah, yeah you know try to yeah. put i'll give you you know all right here's a couple of symbols a 20 and a 22 inch crash and a 24 inch ride where are you gonna put them yeah you know yeah. like really so the ride you're playing now is you, you got the 20 still now right? i have 
I've been bouncing between rides. I had a custom-made Sabian 21 Mega Belt. Ah, fuck, I want a 21, too. I thought a lot of times, like, I want, sorry to interrupt you, but (laughs) I want a whole set of symbols that are odd sizes. 17, 19, 21. How sick would that be? Like, I yeah. love a 17-inch crash. They're I love 17s. Find, you I know? love like, 17s. It's kind of perfect. You know? I like, just bought a 17, as a yeah, matter of fact. Yeah, dude. Yes. So I've got an 18, 17 up front. i got an 18 in the back. And then what eventually I want to do, I'm, I'm going to order two Chinas, two 18-inch Chinas. And I'm going to bookcase. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to go back to the old-fashioned. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Double base kit. <laughs> you got to have the double Chinas yeah, on yeah, each yeah. side. <laughs> and then I will order uh, hi-hats for both sides. And then the remote is I got to figure out the geography of the remote. And the and either a I'm going to I might build a stacker. Yeah. You know, like maybe yeah. a, maybe a twelve inch splash with a with yeah. a little ten inch Kang or yeah, or yeah, something, yeah. and just yeah. and I want that explosive sound, but I want it to be high, like a like a splash okay. China. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. And you know what? Uh, the Max stacks that that yeah. Portnoy plays. Yeah, yeah. I when we were on tour with them. Yeah. He had. Though that was right when they came out with those. They so. weren't even out yet. Yeah. Yeah. They were the they had that said prototype. Yeah. Right on them. He goes. I'm totally. These are, yeah. like no. We're, stacks are so popular. He's like, now. I'm working with yeah. these right now, and he yeah. played the crap out of yeah. them. He goes, I, I recorded the album with them. Yeah. He goes, I'm calling them Those after my are son all Max. Over that record. That's why I, I called know. him Max Stacks yeah. after his yeah. son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and I actually played with his son's yeah. band too. You know, Max. Uh, Max is a good drummer. I just, I'm a little bummed out that the 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 music that he plays with uh, uh, with Tala because he was in that um, next to none. I think was his first band, and they were really proggy. And I was like, "Sweet dude, you're following your father's footsteps. You're not. Right. They're not as, not as prog as Dream Theater, but they were proggy, and they had great players, good kids. And now he's in this band. It's really it's like, like, like new metal, punk. kind of yeah. thing or something. Isn't and it? I'm like, oh man, I was kind of bummed because I was like, yeah. I saw a bright future for him musically. But he's, hey man, if you're yeah. happy, I'm, I'm dude, sure he's going to do many things. I, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so because he's a good kid. He's a really good kid sure. and and really talented." You know, and so what are you using for the ride now? Then what, the ride, uh, I went from the Mega Bell. I got a buddy of mine who sold me his. Uh, I recorded with it the uh, a dark. Uh, it was a Peisty, a heavy dark, uh, that sounded. Oh my god, it was so so thick and so pingy, yeah. and and the bell was great. And then I went back to the to the Zildjian thing for a while. Um, I kept bouncing back and forth from like, I, I just don't know what I wanted. And then my son, his, his singer has a, has like a, 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 an old crappy drum kit that they use for rehearsal. And he goes, he's got this UFIP or UFIP. I think it's, I think it's pronounced. Uh, it's just 20 inch right. He goes, dad, it sounds like it actually sounds pretty cool. I said, well, bring it over and you know, let me, let me check it out. So it's, uh, it's heavy. I don't even know what That's line what's it on is on your kit now. Ooh. Ufip, that Italian. The reason why I'm asking you yeah. about it is because I thought it sounded fucking awesome. Yeah. At, at it sounds show, amazing. Every show, the three shows I've seen you play, I'm like, yeah. your fucking ride sounds great. Yeah. You're also playing it well, which helps. But, <laughs> but, I'm but like, that's why I'm like, keep yeah. talking. What the fuck are you using yeah. as your ride? Because I'm like, what? This thing sounds great. I'm going great. to assume <laughs> it's a heavy, it's an Ufip heavy ride. Uh, their, their signature line. I think it's just called the Signature S- Series. And, uh, 
Uh, whose signature? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's just in, it's in script type. It just says signature series. But I, he brought it. I set it on my kit. I hit it a couple of times and I went, holy crap, this thing sounds amazing. Yeah. And it was old and dirty and, and all oxidized. And I went and I, I grabbed my groove juice and I, yeah, yeah. And I cleaned the crap out of it. And it, it made it a little bit brighter. Yeah. It didn't even need to be brighter, dude. That yeah. bell just, that bell hits you right, yeah. through the, right through the frontal lobe. You know, and I was just like, it's going to take a lot for me to, to put that away. So, but because we're building a studio, it's probably going to, it's going to be in, in the, on the wall of ride cymbal sounds. Like, yeah. what are you looking for? Uh-huh. Oh no, I've got that ride. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. if somebody wants to come down and record, you know, well, oh, yeah. do you want something washy or do you want something with yeah. that? You know, you know, I could put that on there, but, and that's when I, I literally, I am basing, um, I, I sent my uh, my friend Nicholas, I sent him a video of me playing that cymbal. And I'm like, you find me a cymbal that sounds like this. I don't care what line, because they've got like eight or nine lines of cymbals. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what it is. Find me a 20-inch that sounds like this. Put your guys on it. And that's the thing. Like, you go to Zildjian, or you go to Sabian, or you go to Peisty, or anything, they have those guys, those gurus, yeah. those savants that'll be like, oh, wait, I know I know exactly what you want. And then yeah. they'll go back in the vault, yeah. and they'll pick out a symbol, and they'll hit yeah. it and be like, it's exactly it. These guys are, are they're, I just haven't gotten that from them. You know, right, like, right, right. like you don't, you're, not t- you're not putting me in touch with your savant guy. You're just a... You're, uh, he's a good salesman. He's super nice and he's super yeah. cool with me. And I know I'm a, I'm a bit much to put up with sometimes. So, you know, I give him credit on that, but I, I just thinking that it, it, you know, is there a dude, you know, that I can send him the video and then he right. can go, Oh, I know I'll, mm-hmm. I'll find it. That's actually the, uh, there's one that sounds like that from the such and such line. It's a, it's a yeah. 20 or a 21. They both sound about the same. There was a ghost line that they had that was lathed about five inches, and then the rest was just hammered. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Dude, they got lines uh, like that all over the I place. Know. There's so many fucking sick symbols, dude. I know. I know. I had a, uh, I had a full set. That's a rabbit hole when you go down that. I know. That, I know. And you know? that's why I've almost like had to like just limit myself to Zildjian in yeah. a way because it's like, there's so much and like I can't keep up and, yeah. I mean, and they're out of control yeah. expensive now but back in the day uh, we had me and my brother when we were kind of like sharing a kit we had a full set of Sabian hand hammers. wow which was there's some money <laughs> it's, it's a long story we got we got insurance money from a house fire okay. for the symbols okay so that's how we got them yeah uh, those were my favorite line not, always my favorite line but not them. the best thing for like especially at that not time, for like, heavy or hard rock no we, i mean we're like dave grohl guys so yeah. we're like beating the fuck out of yeah. these things right and they all like they all fucking cracked yep little cracks around all the edges yep fuck pro tools god damn it i think, I think we <laughs> lost i think we might have lost about five minutes of conversation about uh, symbols that nobody wanted to hear but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's some drummer out there going dude <laughs> bro dude bro <laughs> yeah, yeah he gave us the bruh our shit crashed for Do a minute even there, symbol? sorry. But <laughs> anyway, that that uh, I was just saying that uh, that was very fun, especially right. I was 19 years old. So it was yeah, like, made you feel like the, the big here's pro the that picks, catalog. Pick I get your, to pick yeah, anything pick whatever, dude. Welcome <laughs> yeah. to the big leagues. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. But yeah, I've been basically a Zildjian guy ever yeah. since then. And like, uh, I love the A customs uh, and, I, and I also love A's. But like, I don't know. I'm just I, I kind of had to just pick pick a route and. 
when I started know. playing the brilliant Finnish symbols, that's that was like a I I could never go back. Yeah. Like, and and these the A the AP series from Arborea, they're they they're just like that and it's like they'll never be like super shiny like the dragons yeah and that's kind of why i lean towards the dragons i've always just i just I love i love shiny i love i love them yeah, I, you I know they too. look great they're easy to clean uh-huh. that was the thing that i loved they about sound them the good most. too they sound they do yeah i, I don't know i got no and, problem with and them. being yeah. a like a neil pert guy he yep. was always about that and oh like, for sure know, uh the a customs and then he switched to his sabian signature yeah. stuff which was like kind of their version of that or whatever but um, before, and I want to talk to you a little bit more about that and then we'll get off drums for a minute. Uh, what are you using for heads on your toms specifically? <clears throat> the, uh, uh, I'm using the Evans. Uh, oh. yeah, it's, uh, it's not a two fly. I think, uh, God, my kid knows all my tech stuff cause he takes care of all of that. But I mean, I switched over to Evans heads some years ago. I was playing Remo. I was a Remo guy, of course, because yeah. again, let's go back to that dude. Yeah. Um, I'm a play- Remo guy too. Yeah. In general. Yeah. But I, uh, Evans is great too. I love yeah. Evans there. Yeah. You know, I went to Aquarian for a little I, while. I use an Aquarian kick drum head. The, uh, the, the super, super kicks. kicks yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't beat that. Bucket. They were, they were the most durable head I ever played. Yeah. And then somebody said Song attack. Great. Song great. My buddy, Ronnie Lee Pasquale, uh, he plays a attack drum heads and he says that they're they're right on par with yeah. with aquarian and then a, a friend of mine said dude man evans evans yeah. i don't really and they're like I once you go evans you'll heads? never go back no i play clear clear on their toms i play clear because i thought your tom sounded fucking great yeah. too so yeah i mean that's another thing that I just that's why i'm talking about because your kit sounds fucking good yeah and like you know, again, I see a lot of bands and whatever, and I'm just sure. like, hey, you know, just tune your fucking kid up a little bit. Yeah. You know? like, oh my god. It doesn't, yeah. take, it doesn't take a lot. To I mean, like, if you, you know? the, the, if you bring a great sounding kit to the stage, the sound guy's like, oh yeah, yeah. You don't really got to so do anything easier. to it. Yeah. You know, if anything, it's like, all right, they're ringing a little bit. It's like, yeah, I know, I tuned them that way. You know, yeah. I don't. It's I don't. I don't put up. Uh, you know. I don't go. I don't bring my guitar on stage and then stuff it full of you know like toilet yeah. paper. You know what I mean? But I, yours are not too. They're not too open, and that's the no. thing that you fight a little bit with these DWs. Absolutely, sometimes. they're super fucking yeah, they're, open and shit. They're like, totally resonant. Yeah. yeah, super resonant. Yeah. So like, no. What I don't do you know. put on your heads for for dampening? Uh, nothing. <laughs> yeah. See, I try not to, yeah. but those yeah. floor toms got it. Yeah. Those yeah. floor toms got a ring. Well, but the, the <laughs> they got a ring uh, like crazy. The acrylics though yeah. are are less. They're just by their nature are yeah. a little more subdued. So that's what I, I dude. I fucking love these toms. I mm-hmm. like, can't get over how much I love these toms. Yeah. The the toms on the old kit that sound incredible, but they're like. Dude, they're fucking like uh, they're loud. They're they're great, but like Jesus Christ, like I'm like I always think about like recording them. It's yeah. like it's a lot. There's a reason yeah. why fucking like these studio guys love Yamahas and Pearls oh for sure. And shit, you know what I mean? Because warm and controllable. Warm and, yeah, yeah. Where these DW, that's what DWs are by their nature. Is they're yeah. trying to be the most resonant, yeah. perfectly made. Right. You know, like no drill holes in them or right, anything. Right, you know, right, whatever right. they're doing, yeah. you know, that's their whole shtick. Yeah. Like. What you know, it's like you lean into that being like, Oh, that's the greatest drum ever. Yeah, okay, and now you're trying to like mic it up and it's like, Jesus Christ, you can't <laughs> yeah. even you, you hit one drum and you hear every yeah. other drum ring. Half a roll of duct tape on these. Yeah, it's crazy. But the 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 acrylics are definitely better about that. But yeah. Yeah, I was uh I was definitely I'm not trying to fucking yeah, but I was impressed with the way your kit sounds. Yeah. And that's why I'm just like, Yeah, this fucking guy knows his just, fucking business. Yeah, I mean years <laughs> of know? years of pl- of figuring yeah. it out and and being in the studio and and, and and those guys telling you what they want and 
you know, after a while, you just kind of get it. Yeah. You know, if you don't get it, then you yeah. better find a guy that, that knows how to deal with it. Right. Actually, a long time ago, I, when I was in a band called Coda, our manager's brother couldn't play a lick of drums, couldn't play, uh, couldn't play a drum to save his life. Rob Grabowski is his name. And I had, he goes, do you mind if I like tinker with, you know, with the drumming a little bit? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I like, you know what? I was just like, sure. I mean, yeah. you can't, it, I go, don't go crazy. Yeah. And, uh, I came back to to do sound check and this sounded great. Isn't that weird how there's those guys that can like tech? Dude, he was like a shit. savant. Uh-huh. He's like he's a really he's yeah. a he's like the handyman to end yeah. all handymans. Like, that guy can do everything. Yeah. And so I got so spoiled by this cat that it I would do you know before sound check I'd be like, "Rob, yeah. You know, the kid's set up because he could barely set it up cuz he's not a drummer, so he doesn't know where things go quite yet. He could get it kind of there so i would get it there and then i would leave and he would tune it and the, again the guy could i mean yeah yeah there's a lot of guitar techs like that too crazy that like, not I was like, good at guitar but can fucking like, like vinnie paul had a, had a guy that couldn't play drums right. at all but he was like his main drum uh-huh. tech and i'm like what <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean you would trust this guy it's, it's like, weird yeah, yeah but here's why uh-huh i tell this guy what to do yeah he, he doesn't go doesn't have well, any other preconceived but i'm a drummer uh-huh. and i would do it this way uh-huh. no he does it the one way yeah because he doesn't know any other way right that's what yeah. worked with rob because rob god i mean honestly dude i i would go up and it boom boom mm-hmm. you know i was like are you tuning them to thirds or fifths or what i mean <laughs> like, oh. dude they, they sound <laughs> yeah he's like uh, they sounded good i'm like yeah dude they sound amazing you know it's like I'll, i will start paying you now <laughs> you know right, we, right, we right. never paid him but uh, <laughs> yeah dude yeah i was uh theoretically paid <laughs> yeah we paid you you I'll got tell you what, when we start getting paid yeah yeah, I'll yeah exactly pay you. tell you what when i take a check you get a check <laughs> Yeah, so, all right, man. Oh, well, your fucking kit is badass. I Thank just you, wanted to fucking, I wanted to talk to you about it. As uh, I talked to you at that show, I was like, dude, I got to go up. And I literally went up on stage yeah. and went behind your kit because I'm like, you know, I just, I love drums, man. Sure, I want to see what sure. you're playing, what yep, you're yep. using, you know, the gear, the heads, the yeah. you just yeah, all yeah. that shit. Because, like, it, it, you know, I'm hard on drummers, dude. And it's like when I hear a kid, I'm like, okay, this guy's fucking tuning his shit for real. So right, right. Nice. So, like, oh, I always appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I love it. I and I always make a point to do the same thing. Yeah. I always find that guy. Yeah. And like, dude, wow. Yeah. I mean, just wow. Like we yeah. played with, you know, Brucifer, and we uh, we did uh, with Battlecross the young uh, the original guy Michael Krieger, and uh, um, I didn't even know what to expect with this cat, and I and he was backstage, like the whole time warming up, like. Like he wasn't out partying, he wasn't out doing any handshaking or nothing. He sat back there and just worked and worked. And then when he came up on stage, he was just up, up on a vis. I mean, everything was blurry. He was so machine like. Yeah. And and I was just like, I always told him, I said, I will never ever forget the work ethic. Yeah. That I saw you put in to. You're just playing it. It's just another show. It's not another show for him. Mm-hmm. Every show, you know, he felt deserved that kind of yeah, prep dude. work yeah. and and it and it showed i go man yeah. you killed me tonight he goes dude man you're playing all that stuff i go dude i sat yeah. side stage with my mouth just hanging open watching you just fly through yeah. these yeah. these these blast beats and yeah i'm not a blast beat guy either, i can't blast either. beat yeah. to save my life yeah. but but watching somebody execute those yeah wow dude yeah i mean yeah. i'm hey hands down right 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 i'm not even gonna try it because i'll never be like that you know right yeah 
Yeah, and you and I have very similar. I think it's probably very similar influences. Yeah, oh that. for sure. That's why I like watching play. I'm like, oh, this guy's doing a lot of the same shit I like to do. Right, right, like right. Hear, you know, hair does and the way you're going, the, the way you're putting fills together, yeah. and p- putting parts together and shit. I'm like, it's not only the kind of drumming I like to do, but it's the kind of drumming I like to hear. And you know, so like, it's always a fucking uh, for sure, man. Pleasure to fucking. All right, let's take another break. All right. Maybe one more drink, and then maybe we'll do a little little comedy. Oh, please. (laughs) I want the comedy. You know, man, it's been a long week. Sure has. Sure has. I just have not been able to keep up on what's happening in the world lately. A lot of things in the hopper, pretty difficult. Doesn't it seem like things are crazy? It just feels like you just can't get a handle on what's happening in the world. Well, let's maybe do a little something to uh, to educate and entertain the masses. What yeah. do you think they're good? Yeah. Can we do something right? like that? All right. All right. Let's see, let's what see what we, we got here. All right. Yeah. Podcast presents News of the World. Mm, good to have that back. <laughs> Finally worked. I noticed your lazy ass also didn't uh, edit in the uh, sound for last week. <laughs> it was, like, yeah, it was way funnier without it. <laughs> shit hasn't worked. This new setup. <laughs> I'm working on it, goddammit. It's put a lot of work into this fucking spot. You fucks. All right. Busting your ass night and day and breaking your balls regardless. All right. You going ahead? Go ahead. Because I'm back, baby. Back strong. Coming, All right. Coming with material. I'm going to kick it off. I'm going to start with one of the joint ones. I know we both saw this. So first up on the docket, we've got Claim of Mammoth Bones Brings Treasure Hunters to the NYC River. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So several groups of treasure hunters have taken to the waterway in recent weeks after hearing a guest on Joe Rogan's podcast claim a boxcar's <laughs> worth of valuable prehistoric mammoth bones was dumped into the river. A misunderstanding over the nature of the story has also brought Kim Kardashian to New York, (laughs) as she is still currently on the hunt to replace the mammoth bone she lost after breaking up with ex-boyfriend Pete Davidson. (laughs) (laughs) And this one's just for me. With an an entire boxcar worth of bones, the river is now one of the few places in the world that can lay claim to having more old fossils (laughs) than an old country buffet early bird special. Wanted to get that one in there. I love that. <laughs> that was a nice say. Yeah, I like that one. I had the same Kim Kardashian joke. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one way I was going with that. Yeah, yours is a little. A, what's, your, what's your version there, guy? Mine was just. Mine was a little simpler. Yours is a little better. Mine was just. Uh, after hearing about the possibility of getting a mammoth bone, Kim Kardashian was also spotted on scene. That's, that's all. Just to see. Feeling the loss. Same, same joke. <laughs> You gotta love that the first and only place both had went through is like, yep. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. a slap yeah. Kim if I've ever heard one. She's never out of the news. <laughs> never. All right, I'm coming with Brendan Fraser. Oh. Our man has tearfully accepted the Critics' Choice Award for Best Actor. Wow. Did you guys see this? I did yeah. not see this. A tearful Brendan Fraser accepted Best Actor for The Whale at the Critics' Choice Award last Sunday night. Thanking director Darren Aronofsky for casting him in the critically lauded role, Frazier said, I was in the wilderness, but you found me. Wow. Intense. Aronofsky replied, it wasn't hard to find you, you fat bastard. I can see you from my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. oh. 
<laughs> the elusive self rim shot. You gotta love it. Wow, I was not prepared for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're not prepared for the whole soundboard. We got all kinds of sound clips here, man. Yowza. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Can never go wrong with the Brendan Fraser joke. No, right. no. <laughs> so, Swedish government moves to get rid of permits needed for dancing. Mm-hmm. Did you see this? Did I did. You hear I about saw this? that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sweden's coalition government is looking to abolish a decade-old requirement that forced venues to obtain permits to allow dancing. However, in an effort to preserve the nation's dignity, the ban on white patrons dancing <laughs> remains. Wow. Well, you know, keep it classy. Sweden. <laughs> nice, Sweden. nice, nice, nice. I didn't, I didn't actually write anything on that, but I was going to do something about like a... They've... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's a bunch of shit. There's a bunch of shit about cutting a rug and like all these hey, different, oh different terms for dancing. You oh know, boy. Like. <laughs> all right, this one I don't even have. I didn't literally didn't write any jokes for this. It's just so preposterous. I'm just gonna basically read you the story. <laughs> Burglars call nine one one. To get help moving. Yes, stuff. dude, I read this <laughs> three this? times. Somehow I, I couldn't come up it's with anything for it, but it's I was too like, it's too funny. Too good. It's, it's it too is. good like, on its own. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Two people in Polk <laughs> County, Florida, were arrested after one of them made a 911 call to get help with moving belongings from a home they were burglarizing. Yes. Wow. Of course, yeah. this is in fucking Florida, Florida, to be clear. Like, where what? else? Yeah. The bath salt kind of yeah, for real. <laughs> so talking to deputies, the female suspect told them she had called 911 for the purpose of helping them move the items they were burglarizing. They also wanted to get a ride to the airport so they could spend the weekend in New York, the sheriff's office said. So the actual sheriff's office in Polk County, Florida, put a Facebook post up about this that said... Uh, this is like a quote from their Facebook. It said, deputies did help them with their belongings and did give them a ride, but it wasn't to the airport. <laughs> yeah, right. It was to the Polk Polky. Oh, <laughs> the God. Polk, I know. They're really leaning into the it. Polky. Yeah, I love the, the police po- getting the, the zingers in there, dude. And then he said, uh, and they were welcome to stay there as long as they wanted. <laughs> and the Polk Polky is much better than New York anyway. <laughs> no, absolutely. That's what, that's what it said. <laughs> you got to wow. love that they had the good sense mm-hmm. to want to get the hell out of Florida. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. We're risking <laughs> life, life and limb here. We're and you got to love the but... Floridians taking a <laughs> shot at NYC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, why not? This is a glorious new trend of cops just breaking balls yeah, on the really local sure. Facebook Why not? page. Yeah. They got some hilarious fucker back there just yeah. breaking out zingers. I love it, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's gold. All right. And sticking with some police-related news, this one's so bad, but I couldn't nix it. I couldn't nix it. Couldn't bring myself to do it. <laughs> police investigate after Dallas Zoo missing leopard is found. A criminal mm. investigation has been opened as evidence was found that the fence to the animal's habitat was intentionally cut. This particular leopard was extremely rare, as it's the, uh, currently the only mammal in Texas having more spots than Ron White's liver. <laughs> you are correct. The, uh, the attempted theft was the most shameful and poorly executed act to take place at a wildlife sanctuary since Matt Damon's We Bought a Zoo. It's I've never heard of that. What is that? <laughs> that movie. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And nor should you. They got yeah. oh, oh. That's good material, dude. Bring my balls for your life. How was that? Game and knowledge, so. 
Pretty, 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 pretty. Yeah. pretty say so this myself. is gonna get in a war over the goddamn soundboard. Dude. Matt Damon <laughs> buys a zoo, you know. Well, you did tell me I was gonna yeah. hear a lot of them. <laughs> they didn't exactly get their finest marketing minds on that title. No, so I don't know. No. How about something like we bought a zoo? Yeah, well, I guess the afternoon to think about uh, it. But. I'm gonna have a heart attack. I've never heard of this. <laughs> Blame the burners. Right. Which, by the way, I don't know where my, oh, my drink is crucially oh, there. I know. It's a shame. Up. All right. Sticking with the uh, animal theme here. New York City mayor has been ticketed for rodents at his property again. Oh, saw that. Yeah. You see this? New York City mayor Eric Adams vowed Wednesday to fight his own city hall again after he was ticketed for rats at his Brooklyn townhouse. Mayor Adams called the ticketing a slap in the face to his honored dinner guest, Master Splinter, (laughs) especially after all he's done for New York. You are all my son. Cowabunga, dude. <laughs> Top it off with that. <laughs> oh, Lord. Master Splinter. Oh, man. Yeah, I was going to do on something on that, but you know, uh, it's felt a little too shameless. He's having dinner with the mayor. <laughs> Come on. How are you not going to invite Master Splinter over for dinner? <laughs> Come on, man. All right, so we're going to go for the animal trifecta right here. The Uh-oh. elusive animal trifecta. Trifecta. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, I'm scared. I was going to sprinkle this one in earlier, and I held off. All right. Whale found dead in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Likely wow. struck. This is going. <laughs> Brendan Fraser yeah. was in New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we got a real turn on this one. Just brace yourself. You have no idea where this one is going. Just wait for it. Uh, likely struck by a vessel. So preliminary results of the examination indicated blunt force trauma may have played a part. The results were inconclusive, and many speculate that type 2 diabetes <laughs> was the far more likely cause of death for, you guessed it, Brendan Brent Fraser. Fraser. Oh. Doubling down on that B. Fraser material. Brendan Fraser sits with Oscar in <laughs> hand, shedding a single tear right the now. Dual Brendan Fraser, Dude. triple oh, animal drive. These cocksuckers at Dangerville this morning. Wow. It's been Brendan Fraser for weeks now, dude. It's an Nothing unrelenting beatdown on B. Fraser. Yeah. All right, we're going for more animal material, though. We're not done here. Why yeah, not? I got more. I got more. All right, you ready? Birders flock to Kentucky to see the rare pink-footed goose. Yeah, saw this. Birders from as far away as Wisconsin traveled to central Kentucky last week in the hopes of seeing the rare pink-footed goose. Unfortunately, most didn't see the bird and left disappointed, calling the whole ordeal a wild goose chase. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I literally the same one cooked up and I was like, no. Nah. It's so stupid. It's so obvious. Wow. There was also a goose's cooked in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, goose yeah. Goose material for days. All right. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you to this one. Do you have right. something on a little Ben Savage that I hear? A little Ben Savage? No, I sent it to you because okay. I had nothing on it. Right. I had nothing okay. on it. <laughs> All right, so we'll go with this lackluster joke right here. Some deep cut knowledge. Brace yourself. Ben Savage runs for Congress potentially. 
So many are questioning Savage's viability as a candidate after scathing remarks made by Mr. Feeney, including multiple <laughs> accusations of dishonesty and failing to follow through on promises made to his constituents during a bid for class president in 1995 during his time at John Adams High School before later seating the race to fellow candidate Topanga Lawrence. Not <laughs> yeah, really a joke, yeah, just some indeed. extremely deep cut season <laughs> two Boy, Boy Meets World, world material. material. Yeah. Wow. To the disappointment of the masses, but it had to be done, guys. Well, something, you know. something had to be said. <laughs> I was telling you, I was trying to cook up something about a... Topanga County or whatever is in California. Yeah, it's like yeah, right yeah. next to where he's running for Congress, but I couldn't I couldn't deliver on the joke. I had nothing. <laughs> well, what I do have is <laughs> I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you ready for this one? Missing on a crucial material. God damn it! <laughs> Fucking Pro Tools. I don't know what the deal is with that. It hasn't crashed in a long time, but I do got a new system running here. So, fuck you, Pro Tools. All right, I'm doing it again. There goes that Pro Tools endorsement right out the window. <laughs> yeah, we had a lineup for a sponsorship too. Ten thousand dollars on the line. It's it's me. I can't get endorsements anywhere. It's my fault. Fucking a. God damn it. Shit. All right. A Northern California statue <laughs> of meatpacking magnate was beheaded. Did you guys hear this? Have you heard I, this? Yeah, well, yeah. No, you heard about this brand new information recently. as of this second. No. Weird, right? <laughs> Crazy. The statue of a 19th century Northern California rancher and meatpacking magnate. Which, by the way, what else do you want to be? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that what I said? I've been wanting to pack <laughs> meat for years. <laughs> he was decapitated earlier this week. Authorities have put out an APB for Jimbo, Kearney, Nelson Bunce, <laughs> and of course Bart Simpson, yes. who were all suspected to have had a hand in the incident. Oh, really oh, nailed it the second time. You around, remember man. that? You're a Simpsons fan. You remember? Oh my God! <laughs> Bart cutting off the head of the statue. <laughs> Jesus. That's some early Simpsons, too, yeah. right? Like season three I don't, maybe? I don't know. Man. I don't know. But yeah, that's a classic Simpsons episode where he cuts the head off. All right, that's all I got. You got more news? Got one more here. I hate to end on a somber note, but in a bit of sad news, Lisa Marie Presley, daughter of Elvis Presley, has passed away at the age of 54. Holy shit. I didn't hear that. Yeah. True wow. story. Pour one out for uh, Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah. Mother Priscilla addressed the media, saying the family is absolutely crushed by the tragic loss of a fantastic daughter and a loving mother. We are all in a state of mourning. We are all devastated. We are all shook up. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, oh, has been Grown. The Dangerville Podcast presents oh. News of the World. We're all shook up. Jesus. Too soon, yeah. Too soon on Lisa Marie. Uh, so, don't of, be cruel about that. I was debating on how far <laughs> down the list. We had one way back in the day when James Hetfield was getting divorced. Oh, no. It was a 20-minute laundry list of Metallica songs. I was like, oh, man. We, yeah, yeah. Now it's starting to seem like an ISD practice right about now. Like, how far can we take this? So what are your thoughts? Are you entertained? Are you uh, are I, you informed now? Is that I'm, I feel more in, in the An amazing loop. use of your time. I, I feel socially aware. Yeah. More so than I did when I first came here. Did which, you guys hear uh, fucking uh, uh, David Crosby died today, too? Really? David Crosby. And, and again, there's a fellow that took 
immaculate care of himself. <laughs> I'm astounded that he passed away. I, I really don't know how someone who is like Jack LaLanne died or something. You know I mean? How does that even happen with somebody like that? And, uh, so speaking uh, of... Uh, I mean, wow, how does... Really, I'm, I was stunned. His mustache was 64. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His liver was 132. <laughs> Thank you very much. So well played. Well Three played, shows so. a night. <laughs> All right, so keeping on the topic of fitness here, you were talking a little bit about before we got started that oh you boy. recently rocked the uh, Olympic triathlon in yeah. Grand Rapids not too far back. Well, you know, I, it's funny. I was like, uh, um, my wife was a runner. Well, she's she's still a runner, but she got into running, and then I got into running to hang out with her more because she was always running, and uh, <laughs> and I figured there's got to be something to this. So I started running, and I was in my 40s already. I, I, I had already, I had been like kind of, athletic um throughout high school and whatnot and then as as you know you get in your 30s i was doing rock and roll forever but um i did all the the drug stuff in my 20s and 30s and all that stuff and i kind of grew out of it and then i thought you know she's taking care of herself i should take care of myself so i got into running and then uh a friend of mine um jennifer marshall she's like my wife we joke she calls her my my workout wife because we spend so much uh, time together hanging out. She got me into triathlons because she belonged to a triathlon group. And silly enough, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, that sounds like fun. And it's not. Um, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of training. It's a complete pain in the ass. Um, but I, I ended up doing it uh, as, if anything, just to keep myself accountable. Sure. I mean, I'm older now. I'm in my late uh, 50s and, and uh, my kids are, you know, uh, my oldest is 21. My youngest is 19. And um, I want to be around a long time for them. And, and, uh, I had kids late. I didn't, I got married when I was 35. I, I didn't have kids until, um, you know, so uh, a couple years after that. So I knew that, you know, all my friends, I mean, their kids were already graduating sure, and I'm sure. like, shit, man, I just had kids, you know? So, uh, uh and, and just try to keep better care of myself and then the music that I play and, and, uh, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's. Uh, I, I remember reading. I remember reading a story a couple of years back, and they were like, you know, playing drums, uh, uh, playing drums, a rock and roll concert. You know, the drummer is like, a, you know, it's 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 comparable to, you know, like a soccer game or, or like some you know mammoth amount of thing. And I'm like, well, you know what? And the only way for me to continue to do what I do, and and to be proficient and not feel like I'm winded or I don't have enough energy to do this, and you know, the kind of music that we play and. Um, it takes a lot of energy to do it. And, and, and I like, I, I want to be able to do it for as long as possible. So yeah. I figured, you know, I don't do triathlons anymore. I, I, I did a couple of half Ironmans. I did, uh, and, and I was out here, um, and did, you know, I've done a handful of shorter ones, some sprint triathlons. I've done one Olympic triathlon and two half Ironmans. And I've, I haven't, I've run a handful of half marathons. Um, it sounds like I just do everything halfway. <laughs> you know, it's like, I look over my, my athletic career and it's like, you're really a half ass, you know, you've got that uh, way to go about it. Yeah. Or a 13.1 yeah, sticker yeah, on the back. I do. Of the full 26, I, do. I, you know? I did have that. I, a wonderful friend of mine got me that. Uh, and I, I, it was a magnet and I lost it somewhere. I, I should have just got the sticker and just, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those anal retard guys that I just, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say anal or retard, but whatever. Um, you just demonetize this entire I literally, podcast right I say, I lost, I, I lost a good 3% of your crowd uh, right there. You know, the In final, fairness, our entire crowd is based purely on retard friends for the most yeah. part. So you're good. You're good. But, uh, um, so I had that, um, 
My wife actually just signed us up for another half marathon, so we'll see nice. how that goes. But uh, in Traverse City, so that that should be fun. But anyway, uh, all that being said, it's like I I have I have a a rock and roll rebels group in Facebook that's just dedicated to fitness. And I am I'm not a fitness guru. I don't have any degrees or anything like that. But it was only uh, it was a way to keep myself accountable. And then if I can help some cat get off the couch and do something, and you know, or if I can inspire somebody to do anything, I, I'm not. I don't care what you do. If you got out and walked your dog because you saw what I posted, then there's the victory. It's I'm, so funny because like you don't need to kill yourself to get the benefit, right? Like not there's at a difference all. between being not super jack guy, but like just That's getting exact, off your ass. I'm not going to show you your fucking body does I'm, so much. Good, I'm not going to do videos in the gym, and I'm not going to do. Um, I, I built a gym in my basement so I could take care of myself. You know, and, and I, and again, I, you can go to planet fitness or you can go to anywhere and, and, and take better care of yourself. You can just eat better and take better care of yourself. You can get more sleep and take better care of yourself. I'm, I still play rock and roll drums. I still like hanging out with my buds. I still like okay. having a good drink here and now. I'm not saying that I'm that guy. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. that. Oh, I, I only eat, I'm vegan and I'm yeah. this and that. And I can't wait to tell you about how vegan I am. And you know, cause a lot of those guys are, are all about that and God bless them. Yeah. Again, we were talking earlier. I'm not about the negative side of life anymore. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what I don't like. Um, that's not important. What you don't like is not important. Nobody gives a shit about what you don't like. You know, tell somebody about what you do like. Get somebody excited about what you enjoy. Get uh, talk to people who have similar interests in uh, with what you like. But don't concentrate on the negative. There's man. There's so much wasted breath. Sure. So much wasted breath and wasted time. And uh, and. And politics was the, was the greatest thing ever. This, the, the last couple of presidents have made it so easy for me to literally disengage myself Same, from politics. Dude, that did the yeah. thing you know a lot of I mean? people did. I'm just like, I'm done. I, I won't even anymore. talk to somebody. I no. won't even engage yep. my coworkers. Yep. I see every day. Yep. And you can't. And they there's so there's wanna, no way to even yeah. have but a I civil conversation about it anymore. Yeah, because it all it's going to do is it's going to create an yep. argument. I'm going to say something you don't like. You're going to say something I don't like. And we're not going to. We're not going to have a good day. Yep. And why ruin a good day with that? Yep. You know, don't lend people money. Don't let friends money. Don't let family money. <clears throat> lend a stranger money. That way you never have to worry about seeing it again. And it's never a thing. Don't talk politics. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Just leave it be. It's a good rule of thumb. Vote your, vote your conscience. Walk away. Don't put a sticker on the back of your truck who you vote for. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Same, Totally dude, don't give a fucking rat's ass who you vote for. <laughs> you know, there is no right or wrong guy. They're all fucking crooked. And if you are going to put a sticker yeah. on the back of your truck, get it off at an appropriate time. Absolutely. Like, you know, oh, no. see some fuck oh, no. rolling around. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. Or, or 1991, you know, 2000 Come on, man. I've got a bunch yeah. of ISD stickers you can cover up your old fucking <laughs> political fucking bullshit with. You know? But that's about it. So, like, you know, I, I just want to... I want to be around as long as I can. I just, uh, uh, I, uh, my father-in-law passed away recently. Um, I, my, um, I, I know so many people, so many young people. And now I'm at the age where people younger than me are, are, are passing away. Yeah. And, and it doesn't, I don't, I don't play that game where you know, it really makes me think. No, man, I, I already did the thinking. Yeah. Now I'm doing, you know, I have to, I have to be doing and, and being in a band and, and again, when I was telling you, I was playing all these cover bands and stuff like that. A lot of people think on, on social media that I have a thing against cover bands or I have a thing against tribute bands or any of that stuff. I don't have a thing against anybody. I just prefer 
to play in original projects. Yeah. I prefer so to spend I, all of my sure. energy mm-hmm. on an original project because I don't want to. I don't want to spend hours learning somebody else's stuff. It's already been done. Why do yeah. it again? Literally, you know? yeah. The fact that you're doing it means that it's already right. been done. I would be so stoked if somebody sent me a video of them playing my song. You know, because that's what it's all about. I mean, right. I spent my whole kid. We learn. We cut our teeth on learning other people's music for sure. And then you you be, you create yeah. your own voice and your right, own yeah, sound. Yeah. And then and and then you just. Man, right off into the sunset. You know what I mean? So did you notice, like you you mentioned the fitness thing, did you notice it helping your playing Mm -hmm. after you kind of got into that regimen? I guarantee it did, dude. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Especially as I got older and knowing that I couldn't couldn't bounce back like I used to, like the good old days when we used to like play and then you'd party until you wouldn't stop. You'd just play till the next, you'd party till the next gig and you just had all that energy. Well, now you're grown you're older, your body doesn't bounce back like it used to. You have to, you have to be smart. You, you got to stay in motion, man. To, when you start to get stagnant absolutely. and just sit around, like That's I'm not the as thing. especially old guy, thing. but it's just like, it doesn't take long for the body yeah, to start yeah. going, well, if you're not going to do a gig, shit with me, I don't need to do mm-hmm. shit for you. A yeah. solid gig, a hard played gig the next day. Yeah. Feel like a truck ran you Yeah, over. man. Back in the day, man, you didn't yeah. feel that. You didn't feel it at Drumming's all. Drumming's fucking hard. It is. People, it's fucking hard, and like you're playing intense it prog is. rock music. The songs you're playing are nine minutes long, yeah. with intense fucking. It's mentally exhausting. Yeah, it's, it's always, not it's just physically lot. exhausting. Yeah. It's mentally exhausting. Right. Like you're wiped out, and then you get done, and and you want to have your your good time with your friends. Now there's there's guys that I know that are a little bit older. They they've cut down on their partying, and that's cool too. You know, you got to do that, but. Um, or you don't, I'm not, again, I'm not telling anybody what to do or what not to do, but I, I know that I want to be effective, Yeah. you know, and I want to be relevant. Yeah. So I'm not going to do, I'm not going to go out into the sunset playing tribute to somebody else. I'm not going to go out in the sunset playing in the corner bar. Although, Hey man, maybe I will. Maybe when it's all said and done, I'll be the old guy in the corner playing those you know, old dream theater tunes to people, to people <laughs> that didn't care then and don't care now. <laughs> I was kind of like, for the, the activity, I always think about it like a bank account in a way, right? And yeah. like, I've taken more than my fair share of deposits Ooh. over the years, Absolutely. you know, go back to the alcohol and stuff thing. And you gotta it's like, pay man, it back at some later. point you gotta do something to kind of balance later, yeah. that out, put a yeah. couple bucks in the account so you don't Absolutely. fucking cash out too soon. And again, know? you know, I don't wanna, I, you know, I, these people that when they when they're in poor health and they and you can clearly see that they didn't take good care of themselves and I don't want to go out like that yeah you know yeah man I mean, so yeah. okay my sure. other question how did you go about training for a triathlon huh. uh, <laughs> because you know you got the different elements Google like, and it's so well, <laughs> you can do any one of those things right like you can go yeah. for a jog yeah. and hop on the bike yeah, and you can go for a swim go to the gym and but swim but it's or very different like even if yeah. you go for a run after a bike or vice versa yeah. your muscles are just like oh i'm fucked sure. right now and then you throw in the element of swimming like mm-hmm. how the fuck do you get ready for that and you know it's funny it's when you when you look at the program like when they have a training program for the half ironman and that was the only one that I really, really followed. And it was like, it's a 16-week program. So first of all, you gotta, you're looking at four months of... If my calculations are correct. That's approximately yeah. a shitload of weeks that's, in that training program. Yeah, that's program, like three, three and a half to four months of nothing but training. And, and it ramps up. So it starts you off mellow and then it gets going. And, and then 
if you're going to be effective, you, you want to be able to do this stuff outdoors. You're not racing inside a gym or you're not racing, you know, so you need to be able to do this stuff. Open water swimming is completely different, so than, different than, than lap pool, pool swimming. 100%, yeah. Running in a, on a treadmill is completely different than running hills out yeah. in, the, in the real world. Riding a, a stationary bike is literally night and day from riding where you got to ride. So, yeah. so at some point, you have to do all of this training in real world conditions. And, and the reason that I don't do them anymore and not, I, I, I did what I wanted to do. I, it was kind of like, Oh, you know, like in my head, it's, you know, it's a bucket list thing. I want to challenge myself and see if I can do this. And in doing it and doing it a couple of times, it just was like, that's all I needed. I, I, I don't need to, I'm not an athlete. Well, I guess I am, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one to go, listen, this is so important that I need to go all the way with it. Right, I need to, right. I need to do a full Ironman or I need to do one of these ultra events where you run 50 miles or anything like that. All I wanted to do was to do this in order to keep an accountability factor and a level of fitness so that I could keep playing music. Right. Just and be, keep going. And yeah. just be really, really yeah, effective. Yeah. Okay. I was, uh, it's funny cause a friend of mine, uh, um, She's uh, she's like a rock and roll chick, and she knows all these people. and And she was like, uh, "I signed up for, uh, I, I backed out of it, but I signed up for the Florida Half Ironman." And she goes, "Oh, um, Blas Elias from uh, Slaughter, the drummer from Slaughter." <laughs> she goes, "He does that race all the time." I'm nice, like, "Nice, what?" <laughs> And in my head, I'm thinking, I'm a better drummer than he is. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I need to be a better, I need to be a better triathlete than him. You know? and, was, and then uh, that's, that's a drummer's mindset, though. Because you know? yeah. like he said, you know, when you see those memes where the guy's like in the crowd, he's got this frown on his face. like, uh, that's the drummer's greatest compliment. You know, yeah. it's when some other drummer's in the crowd, like scolding, look on his face, like, yeah, you suck. You're better than me. Uh, you know, we got to find a way to cut you down. So when I heard that Blast, you know, did, did uh, triathlon. I was like, well, I wonder how fast he is. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So really all of it, it, it you, you just, I, I didn't realize how bad I swam until I had to swim. And then I, I, I took pointers from some people and they taught me how to swim. Right. Um, I had run for a while, so I knew how to run. Um, but putting it all together, was God, it's, it, it's gotta be a bear, man. I can't it, even imagine. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, indeed. it's a lot and i'm not i'm not unhappy that i'm not that i'm not signed up for one and that so i'm you're not mostly looking lifting to do it now and stuff right and like yep. doing yeah. yep just i mean i do yeah. my cardio i run yeah. and i ride yeah. uh um i don't like swimming i've never really been even a big swim fan but it's a great workout yeah, oh my it god it's a great workout i, I love i wish i was good at it yeah. you know what i mean if i was like just good at it i do it all the time yeah because yeah. i'll yeah. tell you what when i was in the in the meat of training I was never more proud of being able to swim like 1.4 miles open water. Like just bop out into the lake and, and just swim that far. And that's only a half marathon or half Ironman. Man, that's not easy. It's a whole different animal out there. I'm the telling water, you, man. dude. The currents yeah. and My panic, is yeah. fucking punishing. Yeah, yep. waves, can't yep. breathe, doesn't matter. Oh, You're yeah. swimming, dude. You yep. know, it's like, ah, I'm losing my brain out there. You know, yep. you fight through it. You learn about yourself, what you can do, what you can't do. And again, I am, I, I've watched way too many of these, 
these self-help gurus and these guys that push through the heart guys of Buddha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right, 35 Again. miles, motherfucker. Uh-huh. Again, uh-huh. that guy is great for what he is, and yeah. he inspires the living shit out of a bunch of people, and that's yeah. great, but that guy wouldn't do fuck for me because yeah. I am not into that. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's a whole different. He's not going to yell at me while in. I'm trying to hammer out the seven eight pattern. You go, dude, what the fuck was wrong with you, man? I fucking play that shit fucking left handed. You know, you're more squats, son. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you got to do more squats, son. What's wrong with you? It's like because I, well, I'm a musician and you're a terrorist. You know, in my head right now. Yeah. You know, but yeah. So I, again, everything is a means to an end, and if it makes you happy and you're not hurting anybody, I'm 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 of that that guy now. Right, I'm yeah. just like. You know, do your thing. Do what makes you happy. Don't hurt anybody. You know, don't enforce your views on anybody. No, I think it's fucking you badass know. that you're fucking working out all the time, yeah. dude. So like, I mean, 57 uh, years we, old. You know, yeah, trying man, to keep it real. You're you know? crushing it. Sure. You look great. Yeah. Fucking, uh, he and I both got into fitting two years ago. I was fucking jacked. No, I put the weight back on. You yeah. know, not like I'm like huge or nothing, but like we both got into fitness and during lockdown, a lot of people did. Sure, or whatever, sure. You know? So like. Uh, it, I don't know. Like my currently, my weight bench is in the garage, not yeah. set up. You know, after but the dude, you got. So, yeah. I, th- I think it's been a lot more crown and Verner's for us both than uh, squats and benches yeah. the last few months. It's coming back, goddamn it! I got the ellipticals in. I'm and working set on up. this curl right about now. <laughs> so no, man, it's fucking. Uh, I think it's mad respect that you're fucking yeah. still crushing it on that. Thank you're you, man. Still fucking Thank playing. You. I love that. I love the fact that you're fucking. You know, like you know, like you're saying, you're getting a little older or whatever, but you're still playing, still dominating on the drums. Yeah, uh, playing in a sick original rock band working out fucking taking names kicking ass man i Thanks, fucking brother. think it's badass i appreciate dude, so. it yeah, yeah sure. hell yeah man and i appreciate you coming out here yeah it was oh it was my huge. pleasure dude yeah. i had a lot of fun absolutely Me too. Yeah, i know like, i know you yeah. got to get out of here i would literally probably sit here and talk to you i night, know so. i know my wife's probably like <laughs> are you still talking because <laughs> she knows like, i can talk we're talking about drum heads yeah, all right I know, listen, I know. listen drum come heads. on well, it's <laughs> so, never over so uh uh you got any uh you guys got gigs coming up you got another gig you, you know what we got some stuff coming up but we we're we're we promised that we wouldn't say anything in lieu of the bands that are putting it together. We okay. told they would be allowed to do the big reveals right, okay. and all that stuff. So we're going to start writing a new album. We've got a couple of projects that we're thinking of. We got this yeah. cover album that we uh, that, that it's conceptual, but we think people are really going to get a kick out of it. And then uh, uh, Tony's been writing his butt off, and we've got some great new stuff. And he'll, I'm sure he'll tell you about in a couple of weeks. Yep. Um, and you'll get a, a better idea what's going on with that, but. Uh, um, the, the imminent sonic destruction stuff, this last album has been amazing. The reviews have been amazing. I think we're really, uh, uh, we're really able to take the kind of stuff that we do and, and we're starting to really make it like its own thing. Like we don't have, I don't think we're worried about being compared to anybody yeah. anymore. We're really, really fine tuning it. And I yeah. think this, the, the, even the new music ideas that, that Tony's been bringing to the table that we've been, uh, been able to listen to, I think we're pretty excited to even yeah, yeah. what that stuff yeah. can be. You that, know? Uh, that, the, uh, the sun is always set or will always set. Whatever, yeah. Sorry, whatever it's called. That's been stuck in my head. Like from, <laughs> from yeah. as seeing you guys play, yeah. it's been in my head. Yeah. <laughs> it really, yeah, it, yeah. it's resonating with people <laughs> in the video. Wow. The video, dude, that video is the best part. The video that, is fuck that song. The video is phenomenal. <laughs> dude. I don't know. I, I don't, well, who I don't know, that video I don't know who's behind that video, but I'm going to tell you something right now. 
genius, genius. mad <laughs> skills on the video. It's easily my favorite I'm not in it video that I've ever <laughs> I'll have to work with the producer on that one next time and see if we can get a little bit can more. Can brother mean. get some FaceTime for God's <laughs> sake? Come on, man. I mean, can I get some shine over here? Like, what's up? What's going on? What's up? It's brilliant. Yes. It's, it's easily my favorite video because I'm not in it. Because, um, you know, but whatever. It's cool. It's, it's brilliant. And the, re- the reaction song, from the album. Video. Great song, great video. Great album. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big yeah. fan of it. Uh, you know, Nick's like my best friend, and he crushed it on the production for mm-hmm. you guys. I was super, like, I don't know, it sounds dumb, but I was really proud of him on his yeah. fucking work that he did on it. Absolutely. Guys, so. so are we. It's fucking great. Yeah. So are we. We're yep. looking forward to working with him on the next one. Yeah. This will be the first time that we double down. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 And we worked with yeah. uh, with Roy Z on the first one and Nick Morris on the second one. And, and we feel that Nick Hagan, I think we finally got a guy that really understands yeah. what we want yeah and well, that's Nick what you want to got do. big plans for this space we're building here yeah so, you all know, right cool for really. so it's coming so sweet all right man i'll let you get out of here thanks Again, sir fucking appreciate you coming on bro my pleasure brother hey, hey, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, you, back back sure. you got it you all got right. it peace out peace, peace out, out.